But Neil Rogers is getting ready to come on yeah, and getting ready to uh, get it over with. My own private amusement. Yes. <laughs> you had a couple. Of, you had some stiff competition this morning. I did. Yeah, Defoe is uh, filling in today and tomorrow for Joe Rose. Oh my gosh! I hear the corn is all the way up to his armpits. <laughs> That's the spy report we had. Oh, Joe was out, and uh... to sum it up in a word, it was fun. And the reason Ken Malden tiptoes around in that building is because he knows where he works. He's been been there long enough to know to tread very carefully in in the hallways, no matter where he goes. Ken, wise man. Ken knows this business extremely well, as you well know. Well, he used to be like most of us. He used to be in the business. That's right. Now we're on the now we're now we're on the outside looking in. So, uh, well, you have competition now. You got Boog. Yeah, the booster. Well, he does a hell of a play-by-play, like I've always said. And of course, keep in mind he's already done this time slot on this station. Yeah. He couldn't complain about those numbers because uh, they didn't have any. He had a oh, point oh. something. Not when did good. he do these numbers? Uh, which time period are you talking about? He was on with your close personal friend Joe Zagaki and Chris Moore. They were like alternating middays before I came to the station. See, yeah. you're trying to put that out of your mind. I don't even remember that. That's before you. Yeah, you see, you put it out of your mind. It's I was successful a, at doing that before you had a lead-in, right? Yeah. Well, I'm uh, I'm just plugging along here, doing the best I can despite yeah. all the competition, and wish Defoe well. <laughs> Do you? <laughs> well, he's going to be on at night. I went up against Defoe for a long time. Where was he? It's the, it, the wonderful Isle of Dreams. When I was on over here, when I came on over here, he was on opposite me for a while. Well, they had Randy. And then... Uh, what, what time are you talking about? Didn't I used to be on at nights when I first came here. And you were on at nights on QAM? Well, first I took... Uh, you know Get what? My memory is getting... <laughs> yeah, fuzzy at best. Yeah. I came over here. I replaced John Moynihan. And when I when he was on early evening when he when I first started I took that spot and then I moved into the afternoon. So I briefly competed with Depot. So in other words, you survived it the first time. Yeah, I'll be. Well, okay. He's not going to be on this time. He's going to be on seven to ten at night. Yeah, I know. Starting he's Wednesday. He's just filling in for Joe. Yeah. Joe had their Joe had their only number by the way. Joe is nice a formidable number. guy. Joe's a good guy. Yes, very much so. And, uh, you know, I keep seeing all these people leaving or slipping through the cracks, and it's very disturbing. Is it? Yes. Well, see, the one good thing about you, you're too big to slip through the cracks, so we're not worried about that. <laughs> <That's right>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, on that note, Neil, I think I'll go have some breakfast. Yeah, go have a couple of meals and uh, don't lose too much. You know what? You keep saying that. I have not it's, gone. It's just a joke. It's I know that, but I'm, I'm just, I just want you to know this, okay? Is he sensitive or what? Huh? This is you and me talking now. Yeah. I am not going to do that. Not going to do what? Go to the track in the afternoon. Oh, Particularly I do. as long as Gulfstream's open. Now, when Calder's open. Wednesday, Friday, and Sunday is my three Woodbine days. Wednesday, yeah. Friday, and Friday. Wednesday and Friday at 2 o'clock. If you call me a minute after 2, I'm already out the door. I like Woodbine. I, I uh, covered a Breeders' a beautiful Cup place? there one year. Yeah, I know that. I, in fact, I saw you at the airport that year. That's right. Dude, well, that's in fact, a, we were on the same plane. Right. That's a beautiful uh, racetrack and yep. a great facility. And they, I don't know if you ever saw the casino there. See, it was not your kind no. of casino because they don't have uh, any table games. Yeah, the casino wasn't there when I was up there that year. They have only slots. but the room, And now they're open 24-7. And the rumor is that in about a year they're going to have full uh, casino like Niagara Falls, all the you know, craps and all the other stuff. Um, are you not in trouble there. with that? You're not a big table game guy, are you? No, I don't, I don't play that at all. Yeah. I'm a slots guy, you know. I'm yeah, a sucker yeah. for the slots. Just ask Josh Cordes. He'll tell you I'm a moron. 
Josh Porters is a big guy with uh, he's a blackjack guy. Yeah. No, in he fact, I once slots. left him in the Bahamas. He says slots is strictly for old ladies and yeah. others. Yeah. yeah. Ask him to tell you about the time that he uh, was a stowaway in the Bahamas on one of our trips over there. We couldn't find him. He was yeah. somewhere in some casino, and the plane left without him. Well, with the big bucks he's making on this show now, he can afford to go and plunge his guts out. <laughs> You guys have a good day, okay? You too. Don't lose too much. I'm going to have a nice day here in paradise. In paradise. Okay, and say hi to my uh, wigless friend. <laughs> Come to let his hair down a little bit. <laughs> See ya. See ya, Hank. What is it? I threw it out. Did you? Yeah, I didn't throw it in. I can't tell you what I did with mine. It had something to do with rectum. Yeah. <laughs> you and uh, Terrell, or not Terrell Owens, excuse me, uh, you and uh, Randy Moss. Me and Randy Moss, we wipe the slate clean, that's it. Yep. Tags in, in the skirt. Oi! William, we're getting tired of you. Yes. Yeah. you should be Cuba bound. Absolutely. Rolling cigars don't sound so hard. You should be on your way. Repetition it just uh, never ends. There's a, a trial opened yesterday in the three million dollar plus lawsuit by 13 people who say they were injured or traumatized when federal agents seized a screaming Alienito Gonzalez from his Miami relatives' home. You know the Miami relatives? Yeah. That's the ones. Wonder how Maris Grisias is doing. Didn't she get married to some like 12 year old kid? I I don't know. We were the opening. I beg your pardon. The opening witness was neighbor Maria Riera, who testified that she clutched her chest and thought she was dying when an agent doused her with tear gas during the April 22, 2000 raid to reunite the six-year-old boy with his father in Cuba. The 13 neighbors and protesters are seeking up to 250 grand apiece, claiming that agents used excessive force during the armed raid. I was stopped by a gentleman on my left approaching me with a shotgun, said Riera, who lived across the street from the home where the boy had lived short since shortly after being rescued from a shipwreck on Thanksgiving Day, 1999. She said a black-garbed agent wearing a mask ordered her to stand back or he would shoot, adding a word of profanity, or he would, uh, shoot. She said she complied, but a second agent approached with a gas gun as she stood in the driveway and left her in a gray cloud of tear gas. Oh, I'd love to have seen that. A total of 108 people sued over the raid, but U.S. District Judge K. Michael Moore limited the case of people who were not on the Gonzalez family property and were beyond police barricades. Alien now 11. Oh, I bet you the umbrellas are really impressed now. <laughs> 
<laughs> Alien, now 11, was one of three survivors of a shipwreck that killed his mother. The raid took place after the family refused to return the boy, so he could be taken back to Cuba. Cuba, because he's missing his Happy Meals in Cuba. It was Cuban. So there you go. That story just uh, never dies. And the reason, I, I'll say it again, he's going to live a hell of a lot longer being over there because he's not eating McDonald's every day. He's not getting that Happy Meal. By the way, facts are Bill. Cut the crap. We got it. Stop faxing. What is he faxing? Uh, is that Bill in Fort Lauderdale? Just some guy. A different Bill? A different Bill. Oh, because Bill in Fort Lauderdale lately has been, he's been on his uh, good behavior. He's faxing some good crap. Pages of crap and a, a request we can't even discuss. What do you Bill. mean by that? We can't even discuss. Well, like what? Give me a clue. About it. He wants a bit that doesn't exist. I see. Oh, brother. Hey, Bill uh, Cannon, okay? Here's the poll result from yesterday. Who best fits this description? And look what it says on there. I didn't realize it. Little uh, typo there by Eric. Who best fist this description? Not fits, but fist. Uh-oh. Let's do that Maybe poll. that's the bit that Bill wanted to hear. That fist in bit. I don't think we can even say that. Sorry, yes. Joyce. That f***ed in bit. Someone who became more popular after death is what we're looking for. And Jesus Christ, 564 votes. There ain't nobody close to Jesus. Well, God. Can you blame him? He probably don't smell too uh, good after all those experiences, you know, especially all that bloody stuff up on the cross that Mel Gibson was uh, making up, I mean, portraying. It is as it was. Oh, the movie Priest was on last night. It was kind of... Gay. Yeah. Blaming. Jesus Christ, 564. Elvis, 98. You see, not even anybody close. Right. I mean, wow. Jesus is in a class by himself. Elvis, 98. Nicole Simpson, 85. James Dean, 85. Tupac had 57. How's he doing? <laughs> Selena, 53. Pat Tillman, 46. Kurt Cobain, 37. JFK, 34. Bruce Lee, 32. Jim Morrison had... About 30, man. Marilyn Monroe, 29. Anne Frank, 28. Martin Luther King, Jr., 28. Bob Marley, 26. Princess Diana was tied with Vincent Van Gogh, 24 apiece. Van Gogh, by the way, for your future references, two words, V-A-N, uh, capital G-O-G-H, as in Dutch, Van Gogh. Vincent Van Gogh, you got it, uh, Josh? Yeah, I wrote it down. For next time, Van Gogh, not Van Gogh. In fact, that sounds like, well, Careful. I don't want to get into it. Yeah, I know. Move along. Like mm -hmm. William Shakespeare, 21. He was shaking it. <laughs> Celia Cruz, 18. Jimi Hendrix, 16. Jim Croce, 15. Nostradamus, 15. And the Three Stooges, 15. See, a lot of uh, crossover there between those three. Jim Croce, Nostradamus, and the Three Stooges. Right. Patsy Cline, 14. She likes to walk after midnight, Patsy Cline. She's crazy. All her songs were uh, morbid and depressing. Mm -hmm. And now she's dead. She's been dead a long time. What'd she die from? I don't know, old. You might Google it. Patsy Klein. she died a long time ago. Reverend Jim Jones. Reverend Jones had nine votes, which is pretty impressive. You're gay. Uh, Buddy Holly had eight. How could Buddy Holly only have eight votes? That shows you how limited this audience must out, be. Out of I mean, mind. Buddy Holly became so much more popular after they even made a movie about him with that Gary Puse, uh, Boosie. Copernicus had eight. George Orwell, five. John Lennon had five. <laughs> Aliyah, five. Frankie Lyman had five. David Koresh, four. Jerry Garcia, four. Bobby Darren, four. He's still splishing, splashing it. John Holmes had four. He's not splashing too much, no more. Alfred Hitchcock finally wound up with three. Freddie Mercury had a pair, and Ernest, Ernest Hemingway had one. That was that deal. Out of almost 1,500 votes yesterday. It's pulled out too bad. We have a uh, shocking document here. I happen to have a copy in my hands. I can't tell you where I obtained it from. The Beasley Broadcast Group Employee Feedback Survey. That's what Hank was uh, saying when he threw Schmidt candidate. He tossed it. Uh, I mean, this is a joke. And, of course, the timing of it is so appropriate and at a time when the entire... I, I can't speak to the rest of their company because I don't really care about it because we only work for this radio station. But this station is in such a state of turmoil that it's almost indescribable. 
And so I guess their uh, their solution to the problems that they're having is to try to uh, put a survey out. And, of course, they don't give any of us. I'm not an employee, so I wouldn't get one anyway. But George didn't get one. Josh Cordes didn't get one because they figured he'd probably, uh, you know, auction it so he could get money to gamble with. See, you never let on to us that you were a compulsive gambler, that you were a stowaway to get into a casino. I'm totally the farthest thing from a compulsive, compulsive gambler. Compulsive gambler is when I'm here. And that's why I was so upset that the uh, Patriots kicked the Steelers' ass the other day. Well, his money or assume part of it. Anybody that bets on football games, I don't want to, like, pee on Hank's parade, man, but people that bet on ball games and stuff like that. And, and even look at him. He's like, uh, you know, one of the big shot handicappers, and his record is, like, uh, marginal at best, right? Yeah, for football. I mean, he bets everything. No, no, I didn't ask you to pick on Hank for being a compulsive. By, by the way, Hank, don't lose too much today. Yeah, he's a, he likes to plunge, and what's wrong with that? It's his money. Hey. You don't have to answer to anybody. That's the way I look at it. I mean, this business, like people try to tell you, if you have money that you're gambling that you can't afford to gamble, then you got a serious problem, Josh. <laughs> what? Well, no, you that's can't a, afford to be gambling. I, I a don't punk gamble. like you that's got an really? old beat-up TV set that's still waiting for a gift from George. And I got news, also more news for you. George couldn't afford it. He couldn't afford to buy himself a TV set, much less buy one you for you. A black and white one. Yeah, he could buy like one of those little, uh, those little old nine-inch black and white jobs. The bees. Well, let me do the break because once we get, I, I don't want to spend a lot of time on this thing. But when I read the questions, you'll find it most <laughs> most amusing. Put a little chuckle on your face. It sure did for me. I'll tell you that. Six more dead soldiers in Iraq, and I can't even find a story on it because now they're, they're not even counting anymore. I'm talking about U.S. soldiers. Can't even find it anymore. Yeah, but Barbara Boxer mentioned it this, uh, this morning. Right. Well, you know what she is. She's one of those commie pinko from the left coast. I say Barbara Boxer for president oh. and uh, back Barama oh. for VP. What a ticket that would be, huh? Wow, kick some serious ass. All those liberals, yeah, it's about time we brought the liberals back to save us from this right-wing crap, from this fascism that's destroying our freedom of speech and everything else, man. Do I sound, like, sufficiently worked up about it? No. See, nobody cares better. anymore because the election's over. Now let's get on to more crap like, hey, here's Johnny. He's still dead. I'm not doing any more Johnny. Enough of that. I didn't like him that much anyway. He was an icon. He was legendary. He was there for a long time. Dirty, man. Yeah. But uh, I, I'm still not buying it. He just didn't do anything for me. I didn't think he was that funny. Ten thirteen, but he was a good guy at least off the year. He minded his own business and he was uh, kind of reclusive and he's kept to himself and uh, people liked him. See, that's good. Not that that's that important if somebody's entertaining that they have to be a good guy, but at least that, you know there's some points for him, right? Right. Everybody speaks very highly. Ten thirteen at five sixty WQM. They don't speak too highly of Mo, and that's because he's got that big ugly bald spot. It's called his head. Just like Boca Brian, a lot of other people I know, and of course me too. I got a big ugly bald spot in there, but it's not going to do much for me to go to Chuck Alfieri because in my case, you know, it uh, won't make a difference. But in a lot of you guys' cases, it will make a difference because that big ugly bald spot makes you look horrendous and a lot older too. Charlie's been making guys look their best for over 30, count them, About 30, man. years. You wouldn't even recognize Charlie's work when you see it because it looks so natural. It's the best, most natural system in the world. It's called, well, what is it called? It's the new skin-like hair system is what it is, and it's 100% undetectable. That's how natural it looks. The hair looks like it's grown right out of your scalp. And Charlie's work is guaranteed. You have nothing to lose but that big, shiny spot because you try a system for a month, for about, about 30, 30 man. days. And after a month, if you don't love the way it looks and feels and smells, if you're not getting more action than you can even possibly handle, return it for a full refund. What's not to like? Make the call today, 1-800-321-2413. Tell Charlie that you heard about it here on the Neil Rogers Show. Get you your special QAM $200 discount off the regular $800 price of the natural hairline system. This is as close as it gets to like real hair as opposed to a mousy-looking muskrat. You won't believe how great and how much younger you'll look after Charlie does it for you. Call him today, toll-free, 1-800-321-2413, or on the Wicked Web, it's charlesalfieri.com. You're listening to Neil Rogers. 
560 QAM. Being very difficult with me this morning. Short and tall and thin and sickly, the girl with emphysema keeps smoking, and when she passes, she flicks her ash and goes. <coughs> When she smokes, she's like the chimney that shoots up clouds and smells so nasty that when she passes, she passes gas and goes. <coughs> oh, but she wants to quit badly. Call now, can we have a conference on that? I don't think yeah, that was like... Let's assemble. Uh, huh? <laughs> let's get well, no, this. that wasn't a fart. That was no, a turbine. Yeah, like that. Like a horse. She was uh, very right. Oh, finger big chunky lungers. Yes, she would give them up gladly. Because with our 17-minute uh, delay, we still would have time to dump it, but I don't. I vote no. You could try Josh, how do you vote? I'm going with no also. No, and George? No. Okay. No, no, no. Has to go pee. She sits on the can and likes three. Short and tall and thin and sickly. The girl with emphysema goes smoking. And when she passes, she smiles with big yellow teeth. <laughs> punks out there. Don't start puffing on them faggots, man. Emphysema. It'll kill you. It's a nasty way to go. Just ask Johnny. He's still dead. 20 past 10 at 560. We don't want to milk the Johnny Carson thing, but it should be a good message to us all, right? Only 79. Just a young whippersnapper, right? Right. 79. When you think you got that money that he had millions and millions and millions, and did he enjoy those last years? No. Probably not. Don't, I don't think so, because emphysema, from what I'm told... And, Visible. of course, the chronic smokers, uh, people mm -hmm. that are dying from emphysema, many of them are so addicted to the nicotine that they, like, have to have a tube inserted mm -hmm. in their throat so they can still puff the nicotine. Have you ever seen that? I have. That is really sad. Sure. What a waste. And, well, I mean, just uh, you can't blame the people. It's addictive, man. It's addictive. I, can blame the I say ban all them faggots right now. Oh, it starts please. around selling the wacky weed and get rid of that uh, cigarettes. Just blame the people. 
Yeah, that's right. Blame the individuals for being addicted to sugar like me. Oh, sure. you're just killing yourself with that sugar. Yeah, well, lots of things that are bad for you all around. And the problem is that you like them. If the things that were bad for you were like disgusting, like well, vanilla ice cream, then I could pass on that. the problem, right. Right. The Beasley Broadcast Group. Now, this is a memo that um, was circulated to employees, and not us, though. Nobody connected with this show. Hank already uh, Schmidt can't his. The Beasley Broadcast Group, and then we'll get to the Boog story, okay? Uh, we, you know, we hate to see the Boog go, but the Boog, quite frankly, was never really here recently. Are you aware of that? Well, no. Me? No, he, he wasn't really. No, he wasn't really a QM employee recently. He was like a Marlins employee. Works for the team. Right. And every once in a great while, he'd fill in like uh, freelance. But he wasn't on the QM payroll. But the people over there at 790, man, they're they're like, uh, you know, they're they're uh, doing it. They're pirating everybody they can. They're going through the pack. God only knows what might be next. You know what I'm saying? All right. The Beasley Broadcast Group is always looking for ways to improve the work environment and increase the effectiveness of the operations with our, within our radio clusters, as in like a cluster of uh, hemorrhoids, cluster of grapes, and our corporate orifice. One of the best ways to determine where there are areas that are either frustrating to you or make your job more difficult and unpleasant is to give you a chance to communicate your feelings to the cluster and corporate management in an anonymous and confidential way, with no repercussions to you. No attempt will be made to identify any person participating in the survey. The survey is being sent to every employee in the entire company. Yeah. Taking a few moments to, well, except the ones we don't like real bad, like George and Josh. He's a compulsive gambler. Taking a few moments to complete this feedback survey will provide information to corporate and station management. This information will be carefully considered in making changes in the way your supervisors and corporate personnel function. Oh, yeah. Oh, cracker, please. The objective is to improve your work experience and the effectiveness of our overall operations. And when you've attached this, uh, stick it up your, uh, where the moon don't shine. The survey sheet will not actually be shown to anyone at your market cluster. We thank you for your candid and honest input. Please return these forms to the business department by this Thursday, January 27th. And here's what, uh, you know, here's what the questions are. In my opinion, the overall morality, and, and I'm going to do it right on the air. I don't have to be anonymous. What the hell do I care? They didn't give me one anyway. I'm an independent contractor, not an employee of this outfit. In my opinion, the overall morale of the employees in this cluster is circle one. Excellent, good, fair, or poor. Poor. Poor morale. How come there are two positives and only one uh, negative? You know, how about, like, awful? How about, uh, you can't complain about the morale because there isn't any. That's my choice. Two. The overall morale of the people working in my department is excellent, good, fair, poor, or you can't complain about the morale because there isn't any. Three, my level of respect for my immediate supervisor is very high, high, medium, low, or very low. And my choice isn't on here very, 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 very low. Who's your supervisor? I don't even supervisor? know who my immediate supervisor is. It would be Clarence, I imagine. Well, like I said, very, 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 very low. Four, my level of respect for my coworkers in my department is very high, high, medium, low, very low. Very high. My coworkers are doing a magnificent job. In spite of the rest of this crowd. Five, my level of respect for station manager is very high, high, medium, low, or very low. Well, let me just put it this way. Very, 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 very low. Six, I have the following problems with my immediate supervisor. It's got like a place where you can write stuff in. He's an idiot. That's all. Seven, I have the following problems with my station manager. Well, he's an idiot and a compulsive liar. Eight. I have the following problems with another department, sales department, engineering department. Uh, who did I leave out? Traffic. Traffic department, water Nazi. Am I leaving anybody out? The janitor. The janitor. Now, he does a good job, the janitor. <laughs> All he keeps messing, he keeps sticking his nose in our stuff in there. Blame him. Using my spray. Nine, I feel that I'm not being treated fairly in the following way. Oh, I don't have the time, Joyce. 
ten, I could do a much better you job. Got four if, hours. if they didn't keep jerking the audience around and the showtime around, if they left us alone, you'll notice that now that we're back on ten to two, as a matter of fact, this last, uh, even this last rating, when we had those hour by hour, we just kicked bloody ass, man. Now that we finally got off of that nine to one thing, we could have continued right along our merry way doing ten, eleven, and twelve shares in men like we were for a long, long time, for like six, uh, five years, whatever it was, until Greg came up with that ingenious idea of putting us on nine to one. That was the beginning of the end. That was the uh, beginning of the denouement, whatever that means, the unraveling. Ten. Oh, I just did that. Eleven. The thing that bothers me most about working here is uh, there's only three lines for that. The thing that bothers me most about working here is that I'm working with a, a, for a bunch of lunatics, crazy people that just won't stop diddling, man. Enough of the diddling. Twelve. I'd like to see more. Uh, sanity. That would be good. That's a simple word. Sanity. Thirteen. I'd like to see less insanity. Like to see us changing and changing and changing and uh, moving around and uh, pissing everybody off and uh, I'd like to see a lot less Joyce. How's that? Just one word answer for that one. I'd like to see less Joyce. Fourteen. My respect level for corporate management. Corporate management is very high, high, medium, low, or very low. Very, 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 very. It uh, doesn't exist. Non-existent. Fifteen. My respect for the corporate staff is non-existent. Carolyn. Sixteen. Corporate management needs to wise up. 17, the corporate staff needs to wise up. 18, my station cluster could do much better if all of these people would wise up. 19, the company could do much better if they would wise up. 20, I would also like to say that, your mama. How's that? Simple two-word answer. Right. Your mama. So there's my answer to your survey, and you can take it and stick it with a mundo chunk. Give it to Mr. Whipple, okay, and wipe somebody's... Uh, Rectum. Yeah, with it. What a joke. As if it's rocket science, you know. It really takes a genius to figure out, like, these are very complicated things. And the only kind of people that put out stuff like that are people who don't know how to do business. People who don't know how to deal with other people. That's the problem right there. I don't think I have the right copy here. Uh oh Well, I'm all whipped up into a frenzy now because of that damn stupid-ass survey. I don't think I have the fast... Oh, here it is right here for fast reading. Of course, you know what a great job Todd Dreck does of updating the copy and giving us something really to sink our teeth into on his uh, accounts? Not... As a matter of fact, probably this uh, thing I have in my hand right here on the sheet of paper, too, it's, uh, it probably won't change for, like, how many months? About 30, man. Yeah, nice going, Todd, man. You are on top of things. You are the best. In fact, how come I didn't mention him in there? Let's go back and do the survey again. 28 after 10 at 560 WQM. Happy Tuesday to you. We got Curtis Stevenson for the Mad Dog at 2 today. Mad Dog figures as long as he's a lame duck anyway and they're jerking him around, why the hell uh, come in every day, right? He'll probably be working less than he was before, which wasn't much. Mo Howard David at 4 to 7. Doi, 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 doi. Then we got Geldy again tonight, 7 to 10, to squeak his way uh, through three hours, and Eddie K at 10 o'clock. If you earned less than 50 grand last year, you need some help, man. Time for a career change. Time to get a life. Pick up that phone and call the good folks at Fast Train right now. Toll free, 1-866-FAST-TRAIN. Because Fast Train can have you trained and ready for a new high-paying career in as little as four short months. Fast Train offers high-demand, high-pay career training. If you like computers, if you ever even thought about becoming a computer network professional, just call Fast Train and they'll get you on the road to like a real career. Call 1-866-FAST-TRAIN. The demand for computer professionals right now is at an all-time high. And like I said just a milliseconds ago, you can be trained and ready for a new career in as little as four months at Fast Train. They've got locations all over, so there's bound to be one easy or convenient for where you live. They're in Kendall. Miami, Pembroke Pines, and Fort Lauderdale. Fast Train offers job placement, financial aid for people to qualify, and day, evening, and weekend classes are forming right now as I speak. So pick up that phone, get off your dead-end job, say goodbye to your schmuck boss, and get yourself a real career and the big fat paycheck that goes along with it so you can plunge your guts out just like Josh Cordes. Call Fast Train, toll-free 1-866-FAST-TRAIN. I know I like it.
It is I, your new leader of Iraq. Looking for a new career in politics? I wish to announce my candidacy to be done. CACI, Khaki International, is now accepting applications from former oil company executives to run for office as Iraq's new president. Vote for me and I'll set you free. We're looking for a few corruptible men to fulfill America's mission to install democracy wherever it simply isn't wanted. I pledge to restore your water and Are you good enough to be a puppet for the new American Nazi party? No. Call now. 1-800-I-LOVE-THE-SAUDIES and they love me. Again, I love the Saudis and they love me. 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 1032, 28 to 11 at 560 WQAM. Speaking of that, gunman killer Iraq Justice Ministry official. Oi! A high-ranking official in Iraq's Justice Ministry was gunned down this morning as he was leaving his home southeast of Baghdad. According to Baghdad Police Headquarters, Judge Qais Hashim al-Shamari. Al-Shamari. Remember that? That was that Godfather 3 thing in you. I was leaving his home in New Baghdad when the drive-by shooting took place. His son was also killed. Insurgents have been targeting officials and policing is cooperating with the U.S. occupation, labeling them infidels. Meanwhile, here's finally the story, and it's just like uh, uh, an afterthought. Meanwhile, six U.S. soldiers died Monday, one in a roadside bombing and five in a vehicle accident. That's it. And it goes on a little bit more on that, but that, that's about it. You have to search to find it out anymore because it's, uh, you know, you've been uh, adjusted to it, desensitized to it. whole lot of dead Americans over there. Any reason why? No. No. Oh, Condoleezza will tell you in those hearings. Now, here's the deal. we got three pictures. We're doing a countdown, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Yesterday we had, uh, who did we have? Alyssa Milano. Right. And today we got Carmen Electra. Three photos for the price of one. Three fine photos behind the beaded curtain. If you're of legal age, you damn well better be, or we're going to come to your house and just beat the crap out of you. Carmen Electra, three fine photos of Carmen. She was number four in your voting last week when we did the uh, countdown for the all-time most popular beaded curtain gal. And here's the poll question for today. Who is or was the most typecast actor or actress ever? Now, the problem with this thing is the ones that we've got on there, like mostly old, old-timers. Right. Uh, and I'm sure we'll have some uh, some punks. Also, we got the uh, Oscar nominees today. we got that list. That'll kill some good time. Boring. Mm, yeah. 33 votes so far. The uh, most typecast, Bella Lugosi, 12. Although I will say this. I didn't vote for him. You want to know why? Why? Because even though he was the Dracula thing and he was in a lot of those follow-up uh, monster movies, he was also in a lot of gangster movies. Yes, he was. Where he played a gangster. That's right. I didn't so, vote for him either. Huh? I did not vote for but him. But he does have 12 votes. Leonard Nimoy's got six. Mr. Spock with the right. ears. Yeah. I mean, what else can he be at this point, right? He's just Mr. Spock, although he was on Fish and Impossible. Yeah, and he did In Search of, too, but it didn't help. I almost I forgot about In Search of. That was a good show. It was a good show. didn't help. Anyway, Boris Karloff just passed him. Bela Lugosi, 15. Boris Karloff, 7. Leonard Nimoy, 6. Charles Bronson's got 5, you son of a bitch. Uh, Edward G. Robinson, that was my vote, got 4. Always a gangster. I can't remember him in any movie uh, when he wasn't a gangster. I remember Eddie Robinson used to play first base for the Yankees. That's a different Eddie Robinson. Boris Karloff, I bet you Hank remembers him. Big fat guy. No, not Hank. I mean Eddie Robinson. <laughs> And William Shatner, three. And you put Eric Estrada on there. Yeah, I came the... across by fax during the break. So. I see. Eric Estrada. Chips. Yeah. Chips and, of course, Sining. those two things. And those about uh, all I remember smoke signals. Commercials. Huh? Smoke signals. Smoke signals. It's a oh, commercial that how it came for in? a low-rent cell phone company. Oh, and he also did a uh, scam for some uh, weight loss thing from based in Miami, an infomercial that I saw in Europe, no less. I mean, the, <laughs> the silliest, most ridiculous thing. Even he looked at it. Couldn't keep a straight face doing a thing. Couldn't keep it straight. Eric Estrada. Yay. WQAM, hello. Uh, Neil, I got one for the poll. Okay. 
Frankie Lyon. Put him on the pole. <laughs> Weak. WQAM, hello. Yes, nomination, sir. Yes. It, it Actually, it's six people, but it involves one type of character. It's any child actor that was on the Brady Bunch. They're 45 years old, and they're still Brady's. Yeah, okay. Weak. WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil. I got one for the poll. Yes, sir. Um, Peter Falk. Peter Falk is good, very even though good. he was right. in some other very interesting movies. Yeah, but, uh, Columbo. Uh, but he, you're right. All right. Once, okay, thank you. Once he did the one-eyed Columbo yeah, thing, that was that pretty was much it. it. Yeah. WQAM, hello. QAM? WQAM, this is us. Yes, I'd like to add Bob Denver to the poll. Bob Denver is perfect. Right, right up our alley. Thank you. You're welcome. I, I want to get to the boob thing here, but it's uh, well, the most stall. In fact, what I'll do is we'll go back and read the uh, Beasley corporate survey again a few times. Very, very, very... WQAM, hello. Hey, how you doing? I got something to call. Yes, sir. Um, Irene Ryan, who is Granny from the Beverly Hills building. What was her name? Irene Ryan. Irene Ryan. Okay, bad phone, but a good choice. Irene Ryan. Nobody's going to know who that is, but, uh, well, maybe a few. we got some Beverly Hillbilly uh, Billy people, I would think. But first, I need a little pot. Oh, but before, we, uh, before we get the little pot, this story is so good. Is that, I don't know what the name of that city is. Is it Machias? Machias? I never heard of that. Machias? M-A-C-H-I-A-S, Maine. Make it up. Some place in Maine. Some little bumfork town. A 54-year-old homeless man who routinely complained of fake chest pains to avoid paying the tab for restaurant meals may have gotten his just desserts. A judge sentenced Elias I. Elias on Friday, that's his name, to 90 days in jail after he pleaded guilty to theft of services. The sentence followed the recommendation of D.A. Paul Cavanaugh, who said the August 5th incident at the Townhouse Restaurant marked the 13th time that Elias tried to skip out on the check by pretending he had trouble breathing and was having a heart attack. He kept saying, I'm dying over here. He has 18 convictions just since 2003, the year Elias moved to Maine from California. He's been jailed numerous times, Cavanaugh said. Authorities said Elias would order dinner and drinks, eat and enjoy, then fake his need for medical assistance when the check arrived. He would then be taken to a local hospital, but usually left before police arrived. Elias court-appointed attorney Jeffrey Davidson told the judge that the homeless and unemployed man just wanted to eat a restaurant meal like anybody else. Even if he didn't have dignity, he wanted to feel like he did, Davidson. Well, that's a good excuse, right? Sure, yeah, I'm going to try that. I'm going to go into Ruth Chris and oh, I think I'm dying over here. After I uh, have a big meal and drinks and a nice big dessert and the whole thing. Well, this reminds me of a true story. Once upon a time, a friend and I were in Boston uh, several years ago, and we ate at Legal Seafood House, like the one in the uh, Sawgrass there. Right. But the original one, really good one, as opposed to that one. Uh, legal Seafood. And uh, so anyway, it, it, I wouldn't say it's a real super fancy restaurant, but it's certainly not like a diner. It's not a dive. You know, it's pretty nice. And we're eating, and uh, in comes a guy who looked like he just crawled out of a dumpster. Uh, it looked like a homeless guy. And this guy, he orders the chowder. He orders like a big, like, uh, surf and turf, uh, the most expensive thing on the menu. He orders dessert. And, of course, you can see they're like, uh, they're confabbing some of the uh, help because right. they really, uh, they're really wondering if this guy's going to be able to pay for the meal. And to make a long story short, just out of curiosity, we kind of like stretched out the meal and stuck around just to, just to see if he could pay, and he did. Is that, I mean, this guy mm -hmm. ate enough for like four people. And he looked like he, seriously, like he had been sleeping for a month in a dumpster. He looked worse than Maddie Bell on a bad day. Does that say it all? Well, that he dresses nice. Get out of here. He looks like like he slept in that suit, and that phony suit is. He's always, like, wrinkled up. His body's wrinkled. His face is wrinkled. His suit is wrinkled. Man, he makes me look uh, like a fashion plate, Matty. Why are you sucking up to Matty Bell? <laughs>
You're not, they're not going to do any good. He, he hates you like poison. Every day when he does, he's got a George Rodriguez voodoo doll. He sticks pins in it right in your Rectum. every day when he goes home. <laughs> is that so what much he despises you. I thought it felt like a Yeah, yeah. If you, if you think you got roids developing, forget about that. It's Maddie Bell sticking it to you. So don't buy this crap about, oh, Neil's just making a, just, you know, a big joke. That's not a joke. He despises you. He wishes you would croak. And it's all because of jealousy because uh, you got the Dwight Lauderdale all bent out of shape about that ass stuff. 20 till, just ask him. 20 before 11 at 560 WQM, the main man, Anthony Caliendo at Acceptance Capital Mortgage, says it's time for New Year's resolutions. Like most Americans, some of them might be like paying off your credit cards, lowering your debt, cutting your mortgage payments, pulling out cash, when and not pull some out, and investing in real estate, they're at the top of many people's list. South Florida is one of the hottest real estate markets in the U.S., so why keep so much equity in your house or pay high interest rates? The main man's New Year's resolution is to give back to the community, and this year they've partnered with Kids in Distress with a track record of 25 years of helping over 5,000 abused and neglected children each year. Acceptance Capital is donating a portion of all commissions on every closed loan to this great cause. And even if you're in the mortgage business, the main man is always looking for brokers for his four convenient locations, too. So call the main man, Anthony Caliendo, at his toll-free number, one 483 loan That's one 483 loan or go to themainman.com, and you can fill out that application right online. Here's that number one more once, one 483 loan Like Google on, in spite of the fact that he's bailing out and he's going to the competition, but that's okay. See, unlike Defoe, who bailed out, well, he didn't really bail out. He got uh, his ass kicked out. He got his ass kicked out, even though he's going to do the morning show because he turned out to be an John killer. Yeah, but unlike Defoe, whom we despise like poison, uh, Boo we like a lot. No matter where he goes, we wish him the best of success. Right? Right. Even though it looks like he's going to be on right opposite us, how do we do? How do we handle oh that? Now, this article by Barry Jackass in the Herald this morning, Shambi turns down Marlison, M-A-R-L-I-S-N, to join ESPN and 790 Radio. Not a very good job on their website. I told you for years, the Herald website blows. It's one of the worst. It starts out by saying, baseball for ESPN television and talk show for 790 ESPN Radio. So, in other words, there's like one or two lines missing there. It's just crap. It's caca, what you'd expect at the Herald. Fox Sports Network offered Shambi the Marlins TV play-by-play job last Tuesday, and all parties expected an agreement, including us. Didn't we just about announce it on the air? Right. Then we said it was a done deal. Didn't Josh Cordes, who's the Marlins insider, say it's done? I thought so. Yeah, we all thought so. But guess what? It's never done. ESPN caused Chambi 34 to reconsider by offering a package of 30, About 30 man. baseball games on ESPN on Monday or Wednesday nights. Because of baseball blackout rules, ESPN televises two games simultaneously except Sunday nights, and Chambi probably will do the secondary, the backup game in many cases. Chambi previously has called college football and basketball games for ESPN regional TV. So here's the big start to be on, like, a regional, national, whatever it's going to be on ESPN. About 30 baseball About 30, man. 
every season. Shabby, who will leave his job as a Marlins radio announcer after eight seasons, will also do a talk show for 790. The program likely will be from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m., although the hours aren't definite. Craig Minervini and Jason Salatkin currently are the hosts of those hours on 790. Well, maybe they can, like, all be on there at the same time, kind of like us and Stern, right? Sure, overlap. Just jam them all in there together. Fox Sports' uh, other finalists for the Marlin TV job were Rich Waltz. I wonder if he's kin to Jack Waltz. Huh? That's his name, Rich Waltz. I know what you're going to say. I don't care how many Dago, Guinea, Walk, Greaseball, Goombas come out of the woodwork. That is uh, who handles Seattle Mariners' pregame and postgame shows on TV. And Bob McGillicott, who announces minor league baseball and hockey in Syracuse, New York. Waltz would appear to be the frontrunner to work alongside Tommy Hunt unless Fox Sports decides to reopen the search. Like one of those nationwide searches, like we do at QAM. <laughs> the Marlins also must hire a radio announcer to replace Shami to work alongside the terminally uh, coma-inducing Dave Van Horn. Boring, it says here. While 790 was adding Shambi on Monday, the market's third all-sports station, which has a oh, point oh. in men, round the clock. At least they're consistent. They may not be good, but at least they're oh, consistent. Oh. That's it. That's what they have. No measurable audience, but Barry Jackass continues wasting a lot of ink on that crap. The fan, 1400, was on life support. Carl Foster, who was leasing airtime from James Crystalink, failed to provide the money to renew his lease, and as a result, most of the station's local shows did not air. WFLL, 1400, carried Fox National programming most of the day. James Crystal Management continues to handle discussions with Foster, like give us the money or else. Like stick him up. It's a holdup. How do you like that? That a joker what? 1400, my ass. That's the old light bulb frequency with about six watts, as in what's the point? Here's one for our poll from Fredo. It says, how about James Arness after Gunsmoke? He disappeared faster than Johnny. What about James Arness? I would agree with that. He okay. was the Matt Dillon, right? Right. And that was it. Don't remember him in anything else. Speaking of Matt Dillon, whatever happened to him? Not that I miss him at all. But he, was, he was okay in uh, Drugstore Cowboy. Yeah. Wasn't that the movie? Yes, it was. Yeah, he was good in that. But other than that, I could live without him. He just kind of vanished, didn't he? Sort of. I'm trying to think what he's done lately, not much. Oh, he must have done somebody. Here's the or poll something. so far. Who is or was the most typecast actor, actress of all time? 82 votes so far. We'll get a whole bunch more names on here and make it really interesting or not, as the case may be. Bella Lugosi had um, 26. Eddie, come help me, please, Eddie. Come, Eddie. Bella, who had a thing for Johnny Depp, and who could blame him? Charles Bronson, 14. Boris Karloff, 14. Boy, that Martin Landau, what a great actor, huh? Yes, he was. Uh, he's dead? I don't know, isn't he? Barbara Bain? His ex-wife, they were on Fishing Impossible. Is she dead? I'll check it out. How about Gary Bain, the jockey? He's still alive. Charles Bronson and Boris Karloff, 14 apiece. Leonard Nimoy, 12. William Shatner, 7. Edward G. Robinson had 6. Eric Estrada's got a pair. Little teeny tiny pair. Bob Denver's got one. Irene Ryan's got one. And uh, Peter Falk don't have any yet. Now, Peter Falk's actually been in a lot of other movies. He was a lot more than just Columbo. Nevertheless. What? Well, Every time words, I most of today's crowd would think of him as Columbo, and that's it. Anything else, there would be no credibility. See, that's typecast. In other words, you're so uh, viewed. Right. i got another one for you. i got two more. you got a two more? i got a big, fat, growing two more. Uh, Adam West oh, and yeah. Burt Ward. Oh, they bitched about it continuously. Adam West and Burt Ward. In fact, uh, in the biography, when you see the thing about them and about Batman and about either one of them, uh, that's, what they, that's what they talk about. And they're, they've been hanging on, going around the country, doing these Batman revival-type shows. Mm -hmm. you know, because uh, that's it. That's what everybody views them as. And, of course, Robin, now that those old green tights ain't fitting no hey, more, he's a, wow. Martin Landau is still alive. Good news. I'm looking up Barbara Bain right now. Please. WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. Um, I have two names for your phone. Two. Okay. Peter There's Sellers. Who? Peter Sellers. Peter Sellers, the Pink Panther. Right. And Frank Wynn, the Munsters. 
And Fred Gwynn, a.k.a. John Kerry. Okay, thanks a lot. Thanks. Fred Gwynn and Peter Sellers. But I didn't realize, just like yesterday, it's going to be a big list, you know? Right. It's going to be a huge list. Actors or actresses, most typecast. WQAM, hello. WQAM, hello. Hey, George. Yep. How's it going, man? Listen, I got one for the, for the poll, but I, I wanted to just tell him, you know, you, you talk about James Arnett from yeah. uh, Gunsmoke. Right. Uh, do you know who his brother was in, in real life? Peter Graves. Right, Peter, Peter Graves from Mission Impossible, right. Yeah, it's a drolly Peter Arnett. That is correct. That's his name, yeah. Okay. Take it easy, man. Thanks. I thought he said he uh, had some. He didn't have, that was it? That was it. What am I looking for? I'm, well, we got this. I don't know. No, I'm looking for a theme again. There you go. I can't find her anywhere. Look at all the people from uh, Mission Impossible we're talking about. Martin Landau and Peter Graves and Barbara Payne. And Greg, what was that black guy's name? Greg uh, something. Reed. What was it? Greg Reed. No, you know what I'm talking about. From Mission Impossible. Right, I don't know his name. Uh, yeah, you do. Greg something. I think he's dead. Damn it. I'll look it up. I can't find Barbara Bain anywhere. Well, how, how is that possible? You there can't find Barbara Bain. MD. What? No, I'm finding different people, not the uh, the one we're looking for. Why don't you look up IMDb? I did. And and you're getting Barbara Bain MD? On... I got nothing on IMDb for Barbara Bain. How is that possible? Bar how are you spelling it? B-A-I-N. Yeah. She's the bane of our existence, huh? Well, here we go, good. down at the bottom of other pages. Wow. 5670560, oh, pound 560, and a Verizon singular wireless line. That was a damn good show, Mission Impossible, you know? Mm hmm. Dang good. Line 9, WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil, how's it going? Pretty good, pal. I got two for you. Okay. Uh, Beverly Hills, Billy, that guy Jethro, he was even been on that entertainment show where he was going to commit suicide because he didn't get any jobs. Max Bear. Max, Max yeah. Bear, okay. It was Greg Morris, and how about David Cassidy? David Cassidy's excellent. He was, that's all he ever fetched about is that he was like typecast. Yes, and he's. Well, okay, see ya. Greg uh, Morris, that's right. See, Max Greg Bear Morris, he just threw that in there. But uh, uh, he went on to uh, executive stuff later on. In, Who uh, did? Max Bear from the Beverly Hillbillies. So he never wanted to get another job acting. And, uh, so I don't but, know he was, was but that's not the no, question. That he, and, and, uh, what? I'm the just question thinking isn't, did somebody go on and uh, ever uh, succeed anything else? But as far as an actor was concerned, that. he was typecast. That's He's why I never got any more acting jobs. That's what I said. That's the first thing I said. Yeah. But he didn't try to get anything else. Well, maybe he knew he couldn't get anything else. How do you like that? How about David Cassidy? Do we have him on there yet? He should be. He sure ought to be. And we got the Brady Bunch on here. Do we have the uh, Partridge family? God forbid. Get the guy with the eyes all worked up and uh, squeezing himself. Where the hell? It's not on here. Good. Got the Brady Bunch. See, the guy that called before about the Brady Bunch, what are you going to do? Put all their names on here? Every, yeah, every kid, that. actor or actress? Everybody who's ever... Yeah. Yeah, we'll just put them all in there. We'll do a search on there. We'll put like 7,000 names of every child actor or actress who was ever uh, in a movie or on TV. We'll right. put them all on there. Schmuck. WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil. How you doing? Pretty good. How about Michael Richards, Kramer from Seinfeld? I don't. I never watched that show. I hated that show, so I have no idea. What do you say, guys? Sure, what not? Okay, whatever you say. Didn't sound too thrilled with it. I, I don't know who that is. I, I never watched that show for like two minutes. Jerry Seinfeld, man, he gives me the heebie-jeebies. I just, uh, I do mean heebie-jeebies. Oh, oh, God. No, I, I can't deal with him. He's nauseating. He's just dripping with that certain New York oozy uh, thing, you know? Barbara Bain is still alive. Barbara Bain and Martin Landau are both still alive. How do you like that? I Mission Impossible, I hit him with five shots, and they're still alive. Divorced, long since divorced. But that was kind of interesting, you know, sidelight to the fact that they were both on that show and they were husband and wife at that time. Not real interesting, but mildly interesting, don't you think? Mildly. Moderately interesting. 
Speaking of moderately interesting, the Oscar nominations announced after the top of the hour. We'll like uh, kill about two minutes with that. When I see when I see that Leo is on here, it just makes me want to <laughs> gag. How can anybody take that thing seriously? You know, God, it's just it's amazing to me that uh, well, you know, you can peddle anything to the American public and also the so-called critics and experts. You can peddle any kind of crap. You know, he must have some really good naked pictures of somebody. Or he's doing because somebody. He, he's pathetic. He's a silly person. He's a simpleton, man. He's a little, a little screamer. Greg Morris. Is Leo. Huh? Greg Morris. The guy just called in and said that five minutes ago while you were busy arguing with him about Max Baer. Damn it. He said Greg Morris. That's what he said. Damn it. Dan, who? I said, I, didn't I say Greg Morris is dead? I said that. Dead. Did I say that? Did you say that? No, but yes. I looked at it. I did say that. Well, I thought he was dead, and now we know for sure. Damn it, there seems to be a lot of that going around. Uh, uh oh There I go. Damn, I thought I was going to be next. Am I doing a live spot here or not? I guess not, huh? No. Because I already threw the log away. See, today I want to, like, start getting better. No, I, I want to start getting ahead of myself. This business of not scratching out the breaking. That, that's all because of that time thing that we went through. And as far as Mo is concerned about doing 10 to 2, I have, uh, everything's just fine with me. It's already 11 o'clock, and we like barely sat our fat asses down in the chairs yet. You're listening to Neil Rogers. Exclusively on 56060. QAM. This is the Neil Rogers Show. This is your brain. Any questions? Some stations give you cars. Some stations give you cash. But this station is going to give you the best gift of all. Because this station is going to give you peace of mind. Nirvana. Just be the third caller when you hear this sound. <laughs> and we'll give you a lobotomy. That's right. We'll remove the part of your brain responsible for coherent thought. No more fear. No more problems. Just day after day of peaceful living in a semi-vegetative state. You'll be surrounded by people who will clothe you, feed you, and record your every bowel movement. Send your days playing with bits of paper and brightly colored blocks. 24-hour piece of mine. Oh, because you had a lobotomy. This station is not liable for botched lobotomies that leave winners merely stupid instead of peaceful. But we will try to find you a nice job in an area convenience store on the night shift in the back. Lose your mind. Literally. Keep listening to it. Or just come to work at QAM. It'll have the same effect. 11 o'clock at QAM. Uh, here's one that I thought to put on there, but I have seen in a variety of other things, especially lately. Robert De Niro, says Elmer. Right. Always catches a mobster, but not lately. Um, you know, he's been in some different things. But I think he things. deserves to be on we there. put him on there. Yeah. And another good one is on Elmer's list here, Joe Pesci. Mm hmm Even though he was in, uh, what was that awful boxing movie that everybody raves about, um, Raging Bull? Okay. But he still played the same character. Pretty much. Agreed. You know what I mean? He still did the same thing, Joe Pesci. Right. Yeah, he's, he's always like that. Joe Pesci. Yeah. Here's a very good one. How about Henry Winkler, DeFonz? Hey, DeFonz. Uh, what? I, oh, boy, do I despise him or what? What? There you go again. You, know, every, you hate everybody. You're just such a hard ass. You don't like anybody except Tom Brady. Hello, world. Here's a song that we're singing. Come on, get happy. Hey, it's like David Cassidy. I'm proud to admit it. He sure was pretty. A whole lot of love in his So there it is. I don't want to disappoint your friend, the guy with the eyes. Because we got him upset that he wouldn't show up at any more of your appearances. I haven't seen him in a long time. Good. Thank God. Maybe he died, the guy with the eyes. Got oh, wouldn't we'd that have, be? We'd oh, we'd have a party. Oh. Nah. He's been dying. No, Walter says Gilbert. George Reeves, the original Superman, killed himself because of being typecast. Right. There's a lot of uh, debate about whether he actually uh, committed suicide or not, That's George right. Reeves. 
In fact, uh, if you go on one of those biography uh, channel shows, mm-hmm. you'll every now and then you'll see one of these deals about uh, who was the other one from Hogan's Heroes. Oh, um, I forgot. The porno uh, freak. Oh, Come oh on, Bob, Bob Crane. Crane. Bob, Bob Crane. Crane. Will you Crane. get with it or what? Sorry. Huh? Man, Bob Crane, right? A lot of uh, rumor well, about he how murdered. he died. Anyway, George Reeves. You got to, You might want to put Superman in parentheses on that, Josh, because who the hell's going to know George Reeves? The thing we're talking about, Jim Reeves, the or country music guy. Christopher Reeves. Or Chris Reeves, another Superman. That thing with Superman and Reeves, man, mm-hmm. it's not a good combination. And, in fact, even playing Superman, Bud Collier played Superman on the radio, and bada-bing, he died. He used to be on To Tell the Truth on TV. Remember Bud Collier? No. And also, what was that other horrible game he was on? Where they had, like, a limited time to uh, do those stupid stunts. What, what was that? Uh, I don't know what it was. Boca Brian will know. Here's the number one choice according to this factor. It says, didn't matter what movie he was in, he played the same uh, whole character, and you're right. John Wayne, the Duke. John Wayne gets it on there immediately. He'll go zooming to the top. He'll pass Bella like he's uh, laid out in the box. Right? Yep. John Wayne. Boy, could he act or, no. or what, huh? The Duke. You don't mess with the Duke. And what was his name again? Marion. Beat the clock. Beat the clock. Very good. Thanks, Boca Brian. Yes. Did I tell you? Yep. Oh, and uh, I guess I'll play it just, just to humor him. He did a bit that I didn't put in a computer because. Uh, <laughs> that was hysterical. Well, if anybody's ever seen Booker Brian, which is most people haven't, if you saw him, then this would be yeah. very, very funny. If you don't know him and never we'll, saw we'll him, we'll post like, a picture of his head on the website. There so you go. Get it. And now for you youngsters, I will slap my bald head. <laughs> There you go. That's the only time you'll ever hear that. I hope you enjoyed it. Well, no, it's a, it's an inside thing. You know, we find it all very amusing. But uh, Tracy and Kendall has three nominations for the pool. It's a good thing the first one isn't going to qualify because three is one too many. Carol O'Connor, to which I would say absolutely no. not. I mean, Carol O'Connor's last thing was that awful um, in the heat of the night, the heat of the night series on TV, right. and he was, uh, you know, I mean, I don't know. I agree with that more than Robert De Niro. You agree with what? That he's more typecast than Robert De Niro. If we're going to be relative. No. I think it's a menza menza. Half and half. Okay, we'll put Carol O'Connor on there. A lot of people, that's all they know is Archie Bunker. It's mm-hmm. all they know, right? Right. Gives me an excuse to play these themes again, though. I, well, let's do, do that it. every day. Sure. I mean, we won't have any audience left, but wouldn't that be great? Oh, that's not true. Every day they'll love it. Do they love it? Okay, that's not, that's not. Carol O'Connor, Gary Coleman, oh, yeah, Midget, <laughs> yeah. and Barbara Eden. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw Barbara Eden a couple of other things, but I think definitely when you see Barbara Eden, you think of Jeannie, right? Right. I liked Harper Valley PTA. And uh, Tracy says, go, uh, Pats, have a great day. Thanks, Tracy. Three for three. Here's Jim who says, Governor Arnold belongs on your poll. Oh, yeah, the Terminator. That's all he is. Terminally obnoxious. Uh, Arnold. Got it? Got it. Poll suggestion would be great now if they had managed. Who would be great now if they managed to stay alive? Oh, Brandon Wilda. My vote is Eddie Cochran. Remember Eddie Cochran sitting in the balcony? No. I do. I think that was Eddie Cochran. I'm pretty sure. Anyway, uh, uh, a poll for who would be great now if they managed to stay alive. Hmm. I don't think there are that many of them, are there? Well, what the audience will hear is name some dead people. 
No, no, no. People that died day. before they, people who died young before they were around long enough to right achieve on, greatness. The question, like Brandon DeWildo. That's the only one I can think of. It says Eddie Cochran. Uh, okay, singer. Uh, Buddy Holly, but Buddy Holly did achieve a fame. That's and in fact, he was on yesterday's poll after he and should have had a lot more votes. By the way, shame on you people. Became legendary after he died, and he wasn't a good singer. He was a very mediocre right. at best. You know, Peggy. He was uh, horrible. Yeah, that'll be the day. He was he was weak, man. He was weak, weak and wimpy and goofy looking and yahoo-y. But now he's legendary because after some people die, they become legendary. You know what I mean? Like, for example. Now, just a joke, Johnny. Just lighten up. And now for you youngsters. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the Verizon and Singular Wireless Line. WQAM, hello. Neil. Yes, sir. I got one for the poll. Okay, good. One. I like that. Uh, I say Adam Sandler always plays the same guy in every movie. Same idiot, right. Very same good Same idiot. Choice. You got and, it. And Bob Barker agrees, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Pally. You have a good one, Neil. You too. Adam Sandler. Oh, man. Do I like Adam Sandler? No. You don't like anybody, Neil. Name somebody you do like besides uh, Bella Lugosi. Well, look at all these people on the poll here. I like uh, all of them. Bella Lugosi, Charles Bronson, Leonard Nimoy, Boris Karloff, William Shatner, Edward G. Robinson, Bob Denver, I don't like. Adam West, I like. Eric Estrada, I don't like. John Wayne, I don't like. Huh? But so far, uh, Michael Richards, I don't know who that is. Peter Falk, I love. David Cassidy, I love. Uh, literally. Joe Pesci, I love. Well, the only thing with Joe Pesci is he's you know, too much, you know? Enough already with the same routine. Get a new act, you know? Right? Right. Do I amuse you, you know, and I amuse you with this act? In fact, he's starting to sound like Carol O'Connor a little bit, you know, like Archie Bunker. And I would like to be serious with you. Yeah, get out of here. George Reeves, Superman, liked him a lot. Henry Winkler, I can't stand. But so far, I'd say like about 90% of the people on a poll I like, right? Adam Sandler makes me want to puke. Arnold, I can't stand. Barbara Eden, I love. Gary Coleman, can't stand. I'm not into short people. Carol O'Connor, love. I already did those. Robert De Niro, I like a lot, although... Too much of the same, too much sameness again, you know? Too, mm-hmm. much, too many of those Guido roles. Mm-hmm. Henry Winkler, nauseating. Uh, Burt Ward, oh, I can't even describe to you. Uh, Max Baer, I uh, see, I don't know who Max Baer is because I didn't watch Jethro, that show. Jethro, Jethro. I, but I didn't watch the show, so well, you could name me the character you. all day long. It would be like naming to me the characters on uh, Dukes of Hazard. John Schneider is yeah. the only one I know, and that's only because he looked so damn good. The other, yeah. I, and I, and even even then, I didn't watch the show. It was the most awful. That yeah. could be the worst show ever. Dukes of Hazzard. Still, Just you know who the idiotic. characters were. Peter Sellers, I love. Fred Gwynn, I liked a lot. James Arness, uh, and Irene Ryan, I don't know who that is. Who Granny. is she? Granny. Oh, if I don't watch that show either. From the Beverly Hillbillies. I know. I never watched any of them Yahoo shows. You did, but oh, you don't want to admit that's a Yahoo it's show. It's a funny show. They ripped everything and everyone. Jay and, oh, here we go. Here's the spy report. Oh, first for the poll, Melissa Joan Hart. She was Sabriana for the teenage, the teenage witch, so she was like 25. Right. You got it? Right. Melissa Joan Allhart. Jay and Davey says, I had a radio accident this morning. I flipped over to listen to Joe Rose, and to my surprise, it was a fill-in, beefo defo. It was the normal, unlistenable crap. That's what Miguel told me this morning, Little Spy Report. He said it was incoherent and unlistenable is what he said. Unlistenable. QAM needs to get the Mad Dog taken care of since 790 is ready to hire anybody and everybody. Oh, that's right. They're on the prowl, baby. They're on the move. They're on the move and on the improve, or at least they think they are. All they got so far is Joe Rose, and they keep moving all these other weenies around like Minervini and all these other people, but uh, it means nothing. I'm going to say it again. There's only a very, very tiny number of people in the sports business in South Florida on the radio who mean anything. Uh, Hank Goldberg, Jim Mandich, Joe Rose, I'm out of material. That's it. Did I leave anybody out? You're asking me. No, but that, that's it. I leave anybody out, Josh? Uh, I guess not. No. 
So you don't have to be so wishy-washy about it just because we uh, exposed your gambling problem. <laughs> Telly Savalas, that's a really good one. Who loves you, baby? Not Although me. before Kojak, he was in like uh, some good movies. He was a well-known actor. But once he was in Kojak, man, that was it. He was Kojak. He was always sucking on a lollipop. Oh, yeah. Fran Drescher, the nanny. Can you imagine? <laughs> no. And Dennis Franz, who's always a cop. Yeah, that's a very good one. He's a good actor, but he's always the same, says Damien. Thank you, Damien. Oh, here's another great one. Somebody I can't stand personally who makes me want to, like, uh, crap all over the place. Oh, here's two more good ones. Sly Stallone. Huh? Yo, mm -hmm. Adrian. What a moron. Man. I don't Just... think he can help it. What do you mean by that? Being that. No, I'm not, I'm not talking about whether he can help it. I'm talking about the public that responds to him. Right. Like, you know, it's the same. He's like the George Bush of the movies. Him and Arnold. Although Arnold, of course, is, oh, I don't even want to say it. The governor. Sly Stallone. And David Hasselhoff. He's always going to be that same jerk who, uh, you know, running around on the beach trying to be a sex pot, hanging around with all them hot young uh, bodies, you know. That's David Hasselhoff. With or without that car. And you tell me the car was gay. See, I never knew right, that because right. the show was horrible. Right. Nevertheless. You actually watched that show? No. Well, what does it mean that the car was gay? What does that mean? The actor who did the did voice it, did for the car is a flamer. Oh, and, I and see. The voice... I you meant the car kept trying to rear end other cars. I didn't well, that, what that, you that meant too. That, that went see. on all the time. No. Probably no it's pipe. after 11 at 560 WQAM. What was your New Year's resolution? Maybe to lose some of that flab, that fat, the disgusting, grotesque uh, crap you got all around your middle? Maybe you're sitting at your desk right now or in your car and you feel like unbuckling your belt because your poofing is hanging out so much. Or maybe undoing the top button on your skirt. Or maybe you've already done that. Balance for Life will deliver to you five meals per day right to your door at your home or work, wherever you're hanging out, every day, all based on the popular zone diet. Five feedings a day and still lose weight. What's not to like? And the best part about it is the food is sensational. Balance for Life is the only meal delivery company to offer you menu choices. Just go to their website, balanceforlife.com, and check it out for yourself. Indulge yourself with delicious goodies like blueberry pancakes, yolk-free cheesecake, yellowfin tuna burger, grilled filet with parsley potatoes, and they even have a chicken and veggie pizza. And all you snowbirds in South Florida right now for the wintertime should check this out, too, because they can tailor the meals to your specific needs. You don't think you're overweight? You like uh, think you're on a borderline? Well, find out for yourself. Take the simple BMI test right now at balanceforlife.com. Go to the bottom of the page, click on Body Mass Index. If your score is over 25, you are chubby. You need some help from Balance for Life. What are you waiting for? Pull off the road right now, put down a pen, and pick up that phone and call Balance for Life, because the sooner you call them, the sooner you're going to get started and start losing that disgusting, unhealthy weight. 1-866-225-4543. That's 1-866-225-4543. Or on the web, it's balanceforlife.com. You're listening to Neil Rogers. What was your first break? I went to work and knocked on doors and got a job at a small radio station in Miami Beach, Florida. I did everything. I was, uh, I was, uh, I did the board, I did jock, I did sports, I did news, I did everything. Cleaned up, cleaned up, cleaned up, I did everything. This weekend on Access Hollywood, George, the inauguration. I did almost anything to get elected. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. I'm talking about the parties. I had a little too much to drink that night. Yeah, I know that too, but uh, you're not the only one. Explosive action. <laughs> First daughter, Barbara Bush, smashed her head on the dance floor when a friend she was dancing with dipped her too low. That friend? Captain Morgan. So, your daughter Barb. Drinking all the time. Besides Captain Morgan, what else was she drinking? Jack Daniels. And... Absolutely. Wow. So, what kind of guidance have you given her? Party with the animals. That's this <laughs> weekend on Access Hollywood. <laughs>
1116 at 560 WQM. It's a fine, upstanding American family, man. Make no mistake about that. Poor uh, Terry Scheibel, I guess, says they're going to pull a plug. We'll get to that story. Okay. Let's see. Here's some more. Uh, they're going to have a million names on this pool. Clint Eastwood, Dirty Harry. Now, he was very good in Play Misty for me, which had nothing to do with Dirty right. Harry. That was, I think, preceded all the Dirty Harry flicks, I believe. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Bob and Fort Lauderdale says Clint Eastwood. I think uh, that's correct. Sure. Wouldn't you? Well, he's done a lot of stuff, but nevertheless, Dirty Harry. But nevertheless, Don Adams, right, and Kelsey mm-hmm. Grammer. Right. Two good choices. Mm-hmm. Got him. Got him. And Vern Troyer, Mini-Me. And as long as we're doing the Austin Powers, how about uh, Mike Myers? Oh, I don't know. He's done a million things. But, yeah, that got big. Get out of here. He's done a million things. The things what? before that. Saturday Night Live, the coffee talk, all those characters. Let me say it again. Mike Myers. All right. Right now, right now, this moment, he is Austin Powers. If he, if he, if he wanted to be anything else right now. See, all of those other things preceded mm-hmm. those movies, didn't they? Pretty no, no, much? That's, that's a good point. Yeah. Mike Myers, get him on. He's a good Canadian boy, eh? 567-0560. Oh, Pound 560 on the Verizon and Singular Wireless lines. When's that hockey starting, Neil? Is it going to start anytime soon? No. Nobody cares. Even here they don't care. Like, get lost already. We just want the power back on and clean some of that damn snow off the road, please. WQAM, hello. The most beautiful person ever to grace TV, Elizabeth Montgomery. That sounded like uh, your friend there, didn't it? It sounded like somebody. It sounded like Paul Harvey Jr. I hope not. But at any rate, uh, that's good a good choice. choice. Right. Elizabeth Montgomery, she was bewitched. We love Elizabeth Montgomery on this show. Just don't mess with her on this show. That's right. Because then you'd be messing with us. As a matter of fact. They're dead. They're dead. The whole dark cast is dead. Not that we didn't enjoy her in a lot of other movies, too, Elizabeth Montgomery. She was a tremendous actress. But uh, she's typecast. She was, uh, what's her name in Bewitched? What was her name? Samantha. Samantha. See, beat you to it. And her twin sister was? Serena. Serena. Well, you didn't see this. And Sabrina? Oh, that was a different show. Right. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on a Verizon single wireless line. Let's take a puke of that thing. I think John Wayne's going to go zooming to the top. Who is or was the most typecast actor or actress ever? Bella Lugosi's got 42. He may have a pretty good lead right now. Pretty safe. Uh-huh. Charles Bronson, 24. Uh, Leonard Nimoy, 20. Boris Karloff, 19. Arnold Schwarzenegger's got 13. John Wayne, 12. See, the Duke is just, uh, he's starting to climb the ladder. William Shatner, 10. Edward G. Robinson, 9. Gangsta. Adam West, 8. Bob Denver, 7. Michael Richards, 5. Joe Pesci's got 4. Uh, Eric Estrada, 4. Peter Falk, 3. Adam Sandler, 2. Robert uh, De Niro, 2. David Cassidy's got a pair. I'll bet. Melissa Joan Hart's got one. Barbara Eden, one. Henry Winkler, one. Peter Sellers, one. Fred Gwynn, one. None yet. Well, Liz Montgomery just went on her. None yet for Mike Myers, Vern Troyer. We didn't put Burt Ward on there, did we? Thought we did. Oh, there he is. He don't have any votes yet. How could he not have any votes? Can you name me anything else you ever saw Burt Ward play besides no, Robin on Batman? Huh? No. Name me one other thing that you ever saw him in. I think Adam West is stealing all his votes. Yeah. Well, because they got to vote for one of them. Is that because he filled out the tights better? Is that what it was? That was the yeah, rumor. They were tighter. Five six seven oh five. No, they were not. They actually uh, grew to hate each other like poison, is what they said on biography. That's a good channel, by the way. Do you have the biography channel? Yes. Excellent. WQAM. Hello. Hola. Hi. Hi. I got two for your poll. Okay. Raymond Burr. Raymond Burr. Mm-hmm. Lon Chaney. And Lon Chaney. You're doing a heck of a job. 
Is that Lon Chaney Sr. or Jr.? The Wolfman. Junior. Junior. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Lon Chaney Jr., who was the Wolfman and who was always in those uh, bleh, you know, right. horror movies, right? Right. Lon Chaney Sr., on the other hand, was the opposite of typecast. Cause he yeah, was he, was, he, was he was in all kinds of things, right. although he was the hunchback of Notre Dame. Among other things, yes. I wonder if Larry King would have gone to school there. Would he have been the hunchback at Notre Dame? He's the hunchback wherever he goes. Yeah. Uh, we got Lon Chaney Jr., and who else did she say? Raymond Burr. Raymond Burr. Oh, don't gay. Oh, Mo is going to go on and go out. Oh, don't, don't, I didn't know he was gay. Yeah, you don't know anybody who's gay, okay, Mo? Do you like uh, the whole world is like strictly in the locker room slapping each other on the ass just for kicks, you know? Just for Jim Kick. WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil, how you doing? Pretty good. I've got two rock solid choices for you. Rock uh, solid. Absolutely. And the first one is going to do excellent. Linda Blair. Linda right. Blair is very good. Mm-hmm. The second one is uh, probably not going to do as well, but just as uh, qualified Mark Hamill, Luke Skywalker. Right. Oh, sure. You're right. Sure, not right, I think that'll be even one. better. Thanks, Thanks a lot, Callie. See ya. Jimmy, why you do this to me? I don't know. <laughs> oh, well, that wasn't her, but we don't have anything about Linda Blair. But that was the movie. Linda Blair. Spitting a pea soup. And Linda Blair has turned out to, we've had her on the beat of curtain once or twice. Right. To a real uh, knockout. Oh, yeah, knock, a knocker out. She's a real knocker out, and she's, uh, she's got knockers, and she's a fine young lady. But nevertheless, I don't know if she's, like, doing anything anymore. She's, like, still acting or whatever. Well, like, uh, since Rick James died, no. Oh. She's not doing anything. Five, five, six, seven, oh, five, sixty, and pound five, sixty on the Verizon Singular Wireless Line. What a thought. I know. W, WQAM, hello. Hey, I'd like to speak, Neil. Speaking. Hey, Neil, uh, you were talking about Eric Estrada earlier. He's now doing yeah. voiceovers for C Lab 2021. Oh, an perfect! Adult, yeah, adult cartoon. Just I got one, got one for the poll. Right up his alley, so to speak. Yes. Yeah, really. <laughs> uh, how about Lassie? Lassie was definitely typecast. <laughs> <laughs> That's cute. <laughs> right. Oh, God. I mean, can you imagine Lassie? And, of course, there was more than one Lassie. No, I, I, I saw him try to play a cat in one now, movie. Now, let's see. Lassie it. was supposed to be a male, but it come to find out that most of the dogs that played Lassie were, like, female. But they never no, gave the us opposite. a well, Was it the opposite? Lassie is, uh, the word means. Uh, Lassie was girl. a lady. She right. was a Lassie. But most of the uh, dogs were males. I see. Now, did you check on this or what? I did a lot of research. WQAM, hello. Yeah, QAM? Yes, sir. Yeah, uh, I don't really have a lot of time to wait for Neil. But, no, you're uh, talking to him right now. He's on. You're on. You're at. Oh, wow. How about See, that? Instant service. Damn. Man. <laughs> uh, can I say that on the air? <laughs> Go right ahead. Say it on the oh, air. Oh, uh, yeah. Here, here's one for your poll. I, yep. I think it would fit perfectly. How about Robin Williams? Robin, you know something? That's one of the best ones we've had all day. I was thinking that yesterday when I was thinking about doing this poll. Excellent choice, pal. Thanks. All right. See ya. That is, don't you agree? In yeah. fact, see, with Robin Williams, no matter what character he's playing, it's still he's playing Robin Williams. That guy. Whether it's the uh, the uh, Doctor Patch with a big red yeah, nose, whether it's uh, the shrink in uh, Good the Will Hunting, a- every movie, it's Robin Williams playing Robin Williams, pretending to be somebody else, but still playing Robin. Williams. He is just uh, he's not an actor. See, he was a funny guy when he did stand up about twenty years ago, but after that, he decided he was an actor, or somebody decided that, and he's not. He did a couple. What was that one hour photo? I don't know if you saw that, where he plays a very very serious, creepy, straight yeah. character. But that's about it. That's very rare that he would do that. Right. Now, the, the other ones are all the same. Like I just told you, a couple of nights ago, I was watching a little bit of that Goodwill hunting again and mm-hmm. realizing just how tragic it was. It, that was a bad movie. In fact, uh, what made it even worse was the fact that Matt and Ben were in there again. I, I think they were doing something. Robert? That, that's why The Born Identity is good, because uh, Ben isn't in either one of them. 
Ben Affleck. Yeah, that helps. So we've got to be very careful how we say that right now. Ben Affleck. Enunciate. Alex in Miami says, a few for the pool. Oh, a few. Well, there you go. That's all right. We don't care. We're not choosy anymore, okay? We just want the money from these grave-robbing bastards. We don't care. We'll just take the money, and Josh needs it badly so we can go and uh, carry out his compulsive gambling habit. Now, do you go to the Seminoles, to the Indians, or what? No, that's you, man. You're into the slots. I heard you're into the slots, too, is what I heard. Oh, all day. I wasn't talking about gambling. Me either. Alex in Miami says, a few for the pool. Steven Seagal. Okay. Van Diesel. Vin. <laughs> you are so predictable, man. Who's Van Diesel? Oh, Diesel God. Van. I, just forget about it. Call up, uh, call up your buddy there, Marvin. See what he has to say about it. I'll right. give you mofo your money. Bruce Lee. Well, yeah, how could Bruce Lee not be typecast? But that's true, right? Mm-hmm. That'll give him two polls in two days. And Jean-Claude Van Damme. Yeah. All four of those Vin are Vin Diesel, Steven Seagal, Bruce Lee, Jean-Claude Van Damme. Here's another one. Mark and Pinecrest says, Your taste in TV shows is in your ass. Night Rider was a fantastic way to spend an hour. It's iconic of 80s television. Even Terry Scheibe agrees. <laughs> oh, yeah. She does today, but when they pull that tube momentarily, she's going to be saying, uh, like that. As a matter of fact, in honor of Terry Scheibe, yeah. I think, actually, I did watch Knight Rider. I'm not really sure. I'm trying to wipe it out of my mind. I'm not positive. I have seen it, you know, back in the day when it was on, but I didn't watch it like regular because he was in it. I never liked David mm-hmm. Hasselhoff. He always got on my nerves. Woody Allen, that is sensational. Mm-hmm. I mean, what, he's like, he's like Robin Williams again. He's always playing Woody Allen. A little niche. Right? right. He's always the same. He's always a nebulous word Woody yeah. Allen. Right. You don't have to act because that's him. 27 after that, we're going to have like 1,000 people on this poll today. That's good. Keep Josh busy there. Keep him off the uh, crap tables. 27 after 11 at 560 WQM. When you shop for quality footwear, there's no crap at Brandy's, baby. they got only the top names in the shoe business. They've got people working there who've been there a long time who want to make sure you get a perfect fit every time. And number three, they got the best prices always. So how can you beat it? The top quality names in men's and women's shoes are waiting for you at Brandy's, like Rockports, Floresheim, SAS, Sperry, Timberland Naturalizer, and all the others that you know and love. And with Brandy's humongous selection, you can just about bet, about bet Maddie Bell's life on it that whatever style appeals to you, it's in your size on a shelf ready to slap on your feet right now. Brandy's is open every day, Monday through Saturday, 9 till 9, and on Sundays, 10 to 5. And Brandy's is still in that same great location. They've been doing it right for years and years now. You'll find Brandy's at 1290 North Federal Highway in Pompino Beach. And right now is a super time to buy just about everybody's favorites New Balance shoes this week at Brandy's. Save up to 20 bucks a pair on New Balance this week. So be sure to come into the store this week, or you can shop online at brandyshoes.com. You're listening to Neil Rogers exclusively on 560. Tonight on Sci-Fi, a new reality show that tops all other reality shows that may think they're reality shows, but pale into insignificance when it comes to budget-conscious reality shows. Dude, did you see that? It's dust. By day, they plunge toilets, but at night... They tape a video journal of what they plunge for called Straight Plumbers or the Queer Ghost on a deserted island with someone else's family. I think I heard something. What? It's, why aren't you monitoring the equipment? Got here late, man. You see, I give him chance after chance. No, but he's good with the computer, dude. Wait, wait. Shh. There it is again. I didn't hear it. Run the EVP back. Okay. Why don't you go plunge your toilets and leave me alone? You know, that sounds like Paul Lind. Oh, plumbers, not last. Get lost and go play with your ball cock. Dude, it is Paul in. Talk to us, Paul. 
We can help you. Talk to us, Paul. Oh, shut up. Don't bother me. Can't you idiots see I'm dead? <laughs> Don't miss Straight Plumbers for the Queer Ghost on a deserted island with someone else's family. Tonight on Sci-Fi. Fighting. 28 till noon at QM. Damien says, did you know the USA Channel is redoing Kojak with Ving Rhames in the title role? Who's that? Uh, he's a black guy. Big one. A black Kojak? Okay. Oh, no. When Will Smith did the Wild Wild West, a lot of pigmentally challenged, a lot of uh, pigmentally challenged people, white folks, went nuts. I can imagine what will happen with this, says Damien. White folks went nuts when Will Smith did the Wild Wild West. I just do uh, go nuts when he does anything that I have to see. So I, like, immediately change the channel or whatever. Or don't go see the movie. Jimmy Walker, J.J., yeah, typecast. You can say that again. Never saw him no more, did we? No. Just see, there's something to be happy up. about. Let's have a party and celebrate it. Oh! Now, Tom Cruise, I don't agree with even though I don't like Tom Cruise lately. I used to like him a lot. I don't know why. Right. Uh, maybe I thought he'd look good, but he didn't. Uh, but he's played every kind of thing from, like, in Rain Man right. and, um, huh? Nice guy, retarded guy, Action hero, Magnolia, yeah, where he plays the uh, the TV guy. He's uh, been all over the place. Different thing every time. Right. Yeah, I don't, I don't agree with that, even though he is. Yay. 5670560, pound 560 on a Verizon and singular wireless line. Who is or was the most typecast actor, actress of all time? I'm not getting to my stuff here now because it's so, uh, going over so big. It's going over bigger than uh, freaking Mary Tyler Moore and uh, the $6 million man. Oscar nominations announced. The nominations for the 77th Annual Academy Awards were announced today, uh, this morning, from Beverly Hills, California. Nominees for Best Picture are The Aviator. Oh, my gosh. Finding Neverland, Million Dollar Baby. Ray and Sideways. The nominees for Best Actor are Don Cheadle for Hotel Rwanda, Johnny Depp, Finding Neverland, oh! uh, Clint Eastwood, Million Dollar Baby, Jamie Foxx for Ray, and Leo DiCaprio for The Aviator. <laughs> nominees for Best Actress are Annette Benning for Being Julia, Catalina Sandino Moreno. How's Rita Moreno doing? She's fine. For Maria Full of Grace, Imelda Staunton, Vera Drake, Hilary Swank, Million Dollar Baby, she's going to get it, and Kate Winslet, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. You notice how we got Leo and Kate Winslet back on here again together? You see that? It's yeah, a well, titanic injustice is what it is. Good for her and bad for him. Yeah. The nominees for Best Supporting Actor are Alan Alda, The Aviator, Thomas Haddon Church, Hayden Church, Sideways, I have no idea who that is, sure. Jamie Foxx, Collateral, Morgan Freeman, Million Dollar Baby, I love Morgan Freeman, and uh, Clive Owen, Closer, 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 Closer. What did we decide that uh, the woman called in that day and told us? Whatever it is. Nominees for the Best Supporting Actress Close. are Kate Blanchett, The Aviator, Close. Laura Linney, Kinsey, Virginia Madsen, Sideways, Sophia Okonedo, Hotel Rwanda, and Natalie Portman, Closer. Closer, Closer. And nominees, I don't know what it is. Closure. Nominees for Best Director, what is it? Closure. We, yeah, we need closure. So close your mouth. Nominees for Best Director are Clint Eastwood, Million Dollar Baby, Martin Scorsese, The Aviator, Taylor Hackford for Ray, Alexander Payne for Sideways, and Mike Lee for Vera Drake. The 77th Annual Academy Awards will be February 27th on ABC. ABC. Narrated by John Madden. Did you know that John Madden was the original choice for that, uh, that uh, spot? Did you hear about that, Josh? I did. That is amazing. See, there wouldn't have been any flap about that, and I use the word flap literally. This is so silly. ABC's first choice for the... Now, see, if they would have used him, there'd have been no controversy. Would have been no problem. Their first choice for the infamous Monday Night Football dropped towel episode wasn't Terrell Owens. It was announcer John Madden. <coughs> for reasons that are unclear, Madden couldn't find the time to perform for the skit. Owens, the Philadelphia Eagles receiver, filled in for him in the steamy sketch that uh, drew viewer protest and a network apology. ABC Entertainment President Steve McPherson said Sunday. Oh, I said uh, Terrell Owens, excuse me. T.O. 
In the spoof that preceded the November 15 football game, Desperate Housewives actress Nicola Sheridan persuaded Owens to skip the game by dropping the towel wrapped around her and jumping into his arms. ABC initially thought it would be funny to have the uh, less attractive Madden as the subject of Sheridan's art, McPherson said. The towel dropping was another last-minute addition to the script that plainly, back that plainly backfired, said Mark Cherry, executive producer of Desperate Housewives, who helped write it. Cherry said it was all a mistake, but he and McPherson both said they were surprised at the reaction. I feel really bad about it, Cherry said. I didn't want to upset people. I didn't realize that Monday Night Football was such a family viewing experience. I wouldn't let my five-year-old watch beer commercials with big-busted cheerleaders, but that's just me. Sheridan, appearing before Television Writer Sunday, said the purpose was simply to amuse people. Did that amuse you, she said? Did it amuse you? Taking a pop culture incident like that and having it take precedence over the underlying problems of the world was absurd, Sharon said. You go, Nicolette. Always liked her all the way back to Knott's Landing, right? Yes. What's not to like? See, she's got her thumb right on it. She knows all this big simus being made about nothing. Oh, gee, she dropped the towel and it was disgusting. Everything's disgusting. That's the problem with America. Puritanical, goody two-shoes, crazy people. We want to turn the clock back a hundred freaking years. Thirty years wasn't enough. About thirty minutes. right wing, born again, uh, God squad, maniacs, lunatics, crazy people. Oh my God! We saw, and we didn't see anything. What did we see? Did we see a little uh, ass? Maybe. It was implied. Oh, it was implied there was something naked. Here. Well, maybe she doesn't have any breasts. How do you like that? Maybe she had them chopped off. That a white woman. Maybe had them electric. About bit them off. Who the hell knows? Who the hell are you people kidding, America? Grow up already. Get a freaking life. I have no life. And stop it, a baloney. Every time there's like a little nipple, a little, oh, my God, the world's going to come to an end. Yeah. The end of the world as we knew it. That happened when they stole that first election in 2000. That was the end of the world as we knew it. That was it. Finito. Just ask all them dead soldiers and Iraqis. But don't forget, we got those elections coming up Sunday. Oh. Freedom on the March. And then we're going to have, like, freedom on the march in uh, 8,000 other countries, too. Big Mike in St. Pete says, how can you forget Hugh Grant? Oh, I'm trying to. He makes me gag. But that's a good choice. He's always he's always uh, Hugh Grant. Mm -hmm. Same silly-ass Britain every movie. He makes me puke. I'm with you, Big Mike. Let's all let's all keep together for Hugh Grant. Yeah. A good little wet one there. Let's slosh it all over the place, all over the flow. There's another one. Boy, this is amazing. Ed in Fort Lauderdale says, didn't we do Henry Winkler? We did that. We did. Now, he says John Travolta. That came to my mind, mm -hmm. but I don't think so, because he's been in too many other things like... Right. He's bad in uh, too many other things. but Right, right. I mean, he's he always horrible. does something different, right? Uh, it says there will always be the Fonz and Vinnie Barbarino. Well, I agree with Henry Winkler, but John Travolta has been too many different things. That's Including it. that one movie I saw on TV where I actually liked him. I, what, what that was that? I don't know. Where he was a father of that little kid, and they were trying to like, oh, knock the house down. Oh, look who's talking. Yeah, that was pretty good. He was actually acting good in that. I couldn't believe it. In fact, I kept trying to say that's not John Travolta. Shocking. Yeah, he was pretty good. So he's been in too many other things. Plus, the, plus, his show was on, I mean, so was Happy Days, but, uh, I don't know, so long ago, and nobody even remembers that anymore. But Henry Winkler didn't Travolta, do you know, anything about, right? else of note. 20, well, yeah, Henry Winkler. I think he might have done, uh, what, Richie uh, Cunningham. 21 <laughs> till noon at 5, 6. See, that's another thing with you, Neil. You think everybody's gay. No, there are no gay people. It's just a myth, okay? It's just something that the right-wingers have made up just, uh, you know, so they have a scapegoat. Because religion without a scapegoat ain't worth a damn. Madeline O'Hare used to say religion without a hell ain't worth a damn. I say religion without a good scapegoat ain't worth a crap is what it ain't. Got to have some scapegoats, okay? I mean, the thing with Anita Bryant and Alvin Dark and all this other crap started way back uh, 75 for crying. You know how many years ago that is? About 30, man. 30 years, and they're still uh, crapping uh, crap in their pants with the same garbage, okay? Because they can't find another uh, suitable scapegoat. Used to be the dark folks, but uh, that's not politically correct anymore. So now the only ones you can bash are the faggots and, uh, and the non-believers, the heathens, the infidels. Well, that sounds like what those crazy Muslims <sighs> are doing. 
20 till noon at 560 WQM. Now, get ready, Josh. You haven't been on the Emerald Coast for quite a while. Josh is going to make a reappearance on our spot. The Emerald Coast wants everyone to know that you can still enjoy Lobster Fest every Friday through Sunday night. During Lobster Fest, the Emerald Coast will be serving succulent, juicy Maine lobster thermidor and homemade lobster bisque. Every night, the Emerald Coast serves Alaskan stone crab legs, fresh oysters on a half shell, stone crab claws, and cocktail. If seafood is not for you, the Emerald Coast has the juiciest primer around and will cook a New York strip steak right to order on their flaming grill. On their flaming grill. Make sure to leave room for dessert at the new and amazing 40-inch chocolate fondue fountain where you can hand-dip your own strawberries, marshmallows, and other decadent treats Friday through Sunday nights. Oh, God. Don't you just love dipping strawberries and marshmallows in chocolate? Yeah, I do, actually. The Emerald Coast is Florida's number one Asian seafood gourmet buffet. is rated by Zagat Restaurant Review with three locations for you in Sunrise, Sunny Isles Beach, and Pembroke Pines. For reservations, call 954-572-3822. 954-572-3822. Head for the Emerald Coast uh, this weekend and dip it in chocolate. You are listening to Neil Rogers. Exclusive. And by for news on Cullendon Lane, Jacksonville, Florida. Chuck Buick finally gave up. Chuck enjoys marijuana, so he decided to accept Paul Harvey's suggestion. He gave up. He went to the phone. He called me. He ordered a bong. Bong, that's a pipe used to smoke marijuana. I want you to hear this carefully because you're thinking about a Valentine's Day present for somebody you love very much. Quote, my marijuana bong arrived Saturday, and after I opened the box, I was in shock. My eyes were locked open wide. My whole house was now a concert hall. I went to the washroom, and even from there, it sounded like a real live lady singing right outside the door. <laughs> Quote, with heat eating your ears, you're gouging out and tearing loose and pulling apart gulping air and tasting black. Your windpipe is closing, and you've lost track of which way is out. There's a searing ember down your neck. Search, rescue, ventilate. Somebody's singed a kitten. <laughs> Quote, I'm listening to all of my old CDs again because I have never really heard them before. Now, for that Valentine's Day gift, it's not too early for you to choose a bong. If you're anything but happy with it, I'll buy it back. To locate your nearest dealer telephone, 1-800-BONG. <laughs> 1145 at 560 WQAM. That little grossie's got 51. Looks like he might have a safe lead. The Duke is creeping up there, but not the way I thought he would. You know, I thought he'd go zooming up there, didn't you? Uh, I thought so. Oh, he did not. Supreme Court refuses to take Governor's appeal in Shibo case. Ow! Oh, what are we going to do now, fat-ass Governor? Oh, the blood. In a crucial blow to efforts by Governor Jeb Bush, our fat-ass Florida Governor, the <coughs> Florida legislature and others uh, to keep Terry Shibo alive, the U.S. Supreme Court yesterday refused to take up the Governor's appeal in the case, leaving the door open to the removal of the feeding tube that has kept a severely brain-damaged St. Peter's woman alive for more than a decade. But the legal battle is not over, nor will the feeding tube likely be removed soon. Shibo's parents, Robert and Mary Schindler, still have action pending in a court in Clearwater and an appeals court in Lakeland. The Schindlers say their daughter would want to continue living. They've asked her husband, they've asked to have her husband, Michael Shibo, removed as her guardian. They want to be given charge of Terry. They vow to continue the fight to keep her alive. Michael Shibo has fought in court to have the tube removed, saying his wife, who has been diagnosed as being in a permanent vegetative state by doctors, will want to be, uh, not want to be kept alive in her condition. Next stop is a hearing Friday in a Clearwater courtroom and a request by Michael Shibo's attorney to set aside a court order blocking removal of the feeding tube. The case has drawn international attention and is a centerpiece in the debate over the right to die, or as others see it, the right to live. When Florida courts ruled in Michael Shibo's favor and the tube was removed, the Florida legislature quickly passed Terry's Law in October 2003, allowing fat-ass Bush to order Shibo's feeding tube reinserted nearly a week after it was taken out. 
Shabo, now 41, became brain damaged after collapsing and suffering temporary heart failure in 1990. The judges ordered allow the tube to be removed grew out of years of legal wrangling, pitting her husband against the parents. The Florida Supreme Court ruled yesterday that Terry's law was an unwarranted breach of the separation of powers doctrine and that the governor and legislature had no right to set aside judicial decisions. The justices also ruled that the law was an intrusion on Terry Shabo's constitutional right to privacy. In other words, let her die in peace already and cut the crap. The governor appealed to the U.S. Supreme Court. That's your fat-ass Governor Jeb Bush. The matter is now an, at an end for the governor, Ken Connor, a private attorney representing the governor in the case said yesterday after the Supreme Court turned on hearing the case. The matter is now at an end for the governor. When you get that tube out of there already and cut the crap, in fact, give it to Rush. He can use it now as his, uh, stand, his backup, his applicator tube. You always got to have a backup. Rectum. Rush. Boy, did we kick his ass in that uh, book or what? Yeah. yeah. Nice going, boys. Thank you. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on a Verizon and singular wireless line. Who is or was the most typecast actor or actress ever? WQAM, hello. Good morning, Neil. Yes, sir. Does Jack Klugman and Todd Bridges qualify for your poll? Jack Klugman and who? Todd Bridges from A Different Stroke. Whoever that is. Okay, thanks. Jack Klugman. Yeah, odd couple, okay. right? All right. Who's Todd Bridges? Willis, as in what you talking about, Willis. Oh, I don't uh, want The other to... guy with oh. Jack Klugman. Not Willis from uh, All in the Family. No. Wasn't that his Mi name? Mr. Willis. Oh, Mr. Willis with a black wife. Right. The they were great. The Boy, the way Glenn Miller plays. Okay, that's enough. Well, well I want to hear her. Boy, the way Glenn Miller plays. See, that's part of the whole sexist thing with America is that as great as he was, and there's no question, he was like the centerpiece of that show. She was like maybe only a half a degree behind, eat it, right? Right. And yet... You know, when you talk about all in the family, everybody talks Archie Bunker. Nobody even really uh, gives her much credit. But she was so great. She was important. Not just important, but her acting mm -hmm. performance was so sensational. She Stellar. was fabulous, man. She Fantastic. delivered most of the comedy lines, too. Right. Eat it. Yes, she did. On the show, anyway. I like Mother Jefferson, too, a lot. She was great. Ted says, this guy is so typecast, he doesn't even know his real name, and neither do I. But how about Al Bundy for your expanding poll? Yeah, what is his name? Ed O'Neill. Ed O'Neill. Perfect. By the way, I'm still ill from yesterday when he mentioned that Katie, that talentless bitch, Kirk makes. No, by the way, you're going to get even sicker, Ted. He says 14 million a year. No, it's 16 million a year she's making. Or over 38 grand a day, seven days a week. I'll be in my cube if you need me. <laughs> yeah. Plus, she ain't working seven days a week. She's working five days like some of the rest of us. So she's making probably about 50 G's a week, a day, whatever, whatever it is. Disgusting. Oh, Bobby and Vernon, they're uh, sitting in a tree, K-I-S-S-I-N-G. How do you spell that with an F? F. You U see this? They're pulled. You need the uh, guy from Ernest goes to camp. Ernest goes to jail. The Vernon guy. We already did Mark Hamill, uh, Luke Skywalker, which I'm sure Bobby and Vernon both have the hots for Luke. But uh, who's the Vernon guy? I know who they're talking about. Jim Barney. Is that his name? Yeah, and he's dead. Oh, but he was typecast. <laughs> That's it. That was his franchise. Good. Kevin says, winning typecast trifecta. Macaulay Culkin. Now, what was he typecast as? Michael Jackson's boyfriend? I guess, as a little kid. As a little puppy. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. I got another one. If we're going to put people like that on there, what about Robbie Benson? He's done a million things. He has? Oh, that's right. He played the uh, Jew boy because he is Jewish. In fact, his uh, grandpa was the first uh, rabbi in Texas. That's, uh, we're supposed to know that for some reason. They keep All bringing right. it up. Robbie Benson's grandfather was the first rabbi in the state of Texas. Okay, good. Uh, okay, so we won't put him on there, but Macaulay Culkin fits. Jackie Chan. In your pocket. Jackie Chan. Okay. And Leslie Nielsen. 
From the airplane movies, maybe? Yeah, he does all those. Uh, he's always, I mean, I love Leslie Nielsen. He's one of the greatest, one of the funniest. And a good Canadian boy, eh? But I would agree with that. He's always the uh, goofball. Yeah, he's done a whole bunch of those. He's good. Leslie Nielsen is terrific. Five six seven oh five sixty. How many uh, names can we get on there? It's not even noon yet. I bet you we can get like uh, several thousand. About thirty man. Thirty thousand names on there. Wouldn't that be great? So every time you go to vote, you're going to have to scroll down, scroll and scroll. It'll keep you off the streets, keep you right. out of trouble. And don't forget while you're scrolling. Start Carmen rolling. Electra. We got three fine photos of Carmen Electra. I don't think anybody out there, unless they're really gay, with and even those of us who are. Hey, oh God. No. Gay. Yeah. That's well, fine. <laughs> Carmen Electra. Three photos today. Now, who we got tomorrow? You tell me. Well, I got the list here somewhere. We're going five, four, three, two, one. Uh, oh, there's the Johnny Carson thing. He was uh, uh, tomorrow. We got uh, Anna Corahoya. Okay. The uh, and the Angela, Angelina Jolie on the Thursday. And Carmela de Cesare, the Caesar, again on Friday. You can't touch Carmela, oh! even though most you want to, desperately, badly. WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil, how about uh, Grandpa Monster? Grandpa Monster, Al Lewis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't know his name. Good one. Okay, thanks. Al Thank Lewis you. from the Howard Stern Show. I mean, the uh, Monsters. Yeah, Al Lewis, Grandpa, he's great. He's also. Yay. WQAM, hello. QAM. Yeah, uh, the guy from Karate Kid, Ralph something. Ralph Macchio. Yeah. As in Ken Esmas Macchio. Okay, thanks. Ralph Macchio, that's all he was, punky little right. kid. He got married when he was about 13 years old. He's got 10 kids. Actually, he's got 30, a... but he just looked like he was 13. About 30, man. He's uh, got a bad complexion. Uh, yeah, he was in. What was the guy's name who played the instructor, the karate instructor, who was... Pat Morita? Yeah, Pat Morita. Wouldn't you want to put him on there? Isn't sure. he like typecast? Is a, He's a karate instructor, and he's been in like several movies. Always plays the same goofball. Pat Morita. Right. Okay. He said, don't call me Rita. Oh, you'll love this. Well, we don't like this a lot. The Supreme Court ruled yesterday that police can have dogs check out motorist vehicles for drugs, even if no officers have, even if officers have no special reason to suspect illegal activity. Just on a whim, you know. Pull over to the side of the road. My my uh, pit bull here wants to sniff your ass. The six to two opinion written by Justice John Paul Stevens stipulates police dogs may sniff only the outside of a car after a motorist is lawfully stopped for a traffic violation, such as speeding or failing to stop at a stop sign. But Privacy rights advocates said the ruling would lead to far more traffic stops as a way to find drugs. Drugs. They also warned that the decision could open up the door to more expansive searches from sniffs inside the vehicle. Oh, God, who the hell farted in here? See, that's what I think. If you see them come up with one of those police dogs, if they stop here for running a stop sign or something, then just just tilt a little bit and just let out a, you know, I can't make those sounds anymore. That happens automatically. Right. Exactly. (laughs) That probably would inspire one anyway. So instead of holding it in to be polite, just let it loose. The dog will take like that and run like hell and start making howling sounds and just run off the leash and start heading down the road. From sniffs inside the vehicle to checks of cars parked along sidewalks and pedestrians on the street. Oh, yeah, you're walking down the street. Hey, uh, we got our uh, pit bull right here. We'd like to have him sniff your uh, privates or something because you look like a druggie to me. Before Monday's ruling, the Supreme Court authorized drug dogs primarily to sniff luggage at airports. Now they're going to be sniffing all over the place. The use of dogs is intimidating, said Harvey Grossman, an attorney with the ACLU in Chicago. Thousands of motorists have called complaining about suddenly finding their cars surrounded by policemen and drug dogs. Now no one is safe from this major intrusion into our lives. And maybe you got like some takeout in the car, huh? Maybe you got some cannolis right. there from Doris Market, some chocolate cannolis. And the dogs, are, and then all of a sudden he like attacks the thing and starts eating your damn uh, uh, dessert. Right? Maybe you got takeout from Wendy's in there. Dog's mm-hmm. in there, sniffing and like a, a paws open the bag, and like he's having like a triple cheese with bacon and onions. And you may be laughing, but I'll tell you, my, that little dog of mine. One time there was a, a, a plate with a 
pizza slice into four slices on a table in my living room, and that damn dog picked up one slice and ran down a hallway with a slice in his mouth. And he wasn't delivering either. Can you can you picture that? I got it in my mind. Yeah. Illinois Attorney General Lisa Madigan, who argued the case, called the ruling a victory for law enforcement in the war on drugs. The use of canine units to help fight this battle is indispensable, she said. I'll tell you what it is. Unacceptable. And unconstitutional. The case involves... Well, this is the Supreme Court. Oh, sorry. It's constitutional now, mister. The case involves Roy Cabales, who was stopped by Illinois police in 1998 for driving six miles an hour over the speed limit. What a joke. Six miles an hour over the speed limit. Although he lawfully produced his driver's license, troopers brought over a drug dog after noticing air freshener in the car and noticing that Cabales appeared nervous. The dogs indicated drugs were in the trunk, and police searched it even though he refused to give permission. They found a quarter million dollars worth of marijuana, and Cabales was convicted of drug trafficking. The verdict was thrown out by the Illinois Supreme Court, which ruled the search was improper because police had no particular reason to suspect Cabales had drugs. Air freshener. If everybody's got air freshener who's got drugs in the car, man, there's a lot of drugs out there. Where the hell are they? In his opinion, Stevens reversed the state court ruling, saying the intrusion into Cabales' privacy was too minimal to invoke constitutional protection. A dog sniff during a conceitedly lawful traffic stop that reveals no information other than the location of a substance that no individual has got any right to possess does not violate the Fourth Amendment, Stevens wrote. In a dissent, Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg, full sister to Arnie Ginsburg, bemoaned what she called the broadening of police search power, saying the use of drug dogs will make routine traffic stops longer and more adversarial. She was joined in her dissent by Justice David Souter. The court has long held that traffic stops should be brief since police use them often as a pretext to question motorists about other suspected legal activity. Critics argue that authorities now will have wide power to check a car without consent, even if a police dog proved to be wrong about the presence of drugs. It might have just been a smelly old rotten Big Mac. Under today's decision, every traffic stop could become an occasion to call in the dogs to the distress and embarrassment of the law-abiding population, Ginsburg wrote, citing the danger that police could soon conduct suspicionless dog-accompanied drug sweeps of parked cars or cars stopped at red lights. Just sit right there at the light. We got the, uh, the, the dog squad is going to come and sniff your thing. How do you like that? That's on America, baby. If I had a hammer, I'd hammer in the morning. <laughs> Hank Goldberg, midday 7 to 10. <laughs> on morning station. Sports Radio 560, WQAM, Miami, Fort Lauderdale. This is Dick Cheney. I like to relax by having Mary Magdalene massage my balls while listening to the Neil Rogers 12 to 1 hour. <laughs> All right.
drop, boom, drop a bomb now. Blow em up. Boom, drop, boom, drop a bomb now. Blow up Al-Qaeda today. Al-Qaeda. Bravo 3 at 560 WQM. We got Curtis Stevenson for the Mad Dog at 2 today. Mad Dog not one to overdo it. Mo Howard David, who's already overdoing it, 4 to 7. Do, 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 and we got Kelly, 7 to 10. Eddie K at 10 o'clock. That's our schedule. No ball games, no uh, fall to all. Just a, uh, a messed up slate is what it is. Here's some good news. Well, I mean, not really good news, but a little at least a respite from the insanity. A majority of U.S. communications regulators have voted to deny viewer complaints that ABC television stations violated indecency rules when they aired the movie Saving Private Ryan last November, Saving Ryan's Privates last November, an FCC official said yesterday. Three of the five commissioners on the U.S. Federal Communications Commission, the FCNC, have voted to deny complaints against 159 ABC affiliates that aired the award-winning film, said the official, who asked not to be named because the vote was not completed. The movie, which includes profanity and violence, told a story about the Allied invasion of Normandy during WW2 and ran on Veterans Day. Sixty-six ABC affiliates refused to show the movie for fear of attracting an indecency fine. Fear, that's what it's all about. The fear factor. Now they will fear you. Warnings were aired throughout the broadcast about the content. The ABC network owned by Walt Disney Company ran the movie twice before and didn't incur any FCC penalties. But that was back in the day before um, freedom of speech was a, a thing of the past. And even back then, it wasn't so great. The FCC decision would become final once the remaining two commissioners cast their votes. Separately, the FCC also yesterday rejected 36 complaints that TV stations violated decency limits by airing episodes of popular shows like Friends and The Simpsons, as well as the movie Austin Powers, The Spy Who Shagged Me. The Parents Television Council. There they are again. Got it? I got them. The Parents Television Council had a complaint about the show's sexual references, like an episode of Friends on NBC where characters discussed a cake in the shape of a penis. Another complaint centered on Fox's The Simpsons show, where students carried signs that said, Don't cut off my pianissimo. Oh, my God. Grow up already. Get a life. Get a life, you Parents Television Council crazy people. Yeah. The group also said indecency rules were violated when the main character in the Austin Powers movie had his genitals hidden by furniture and other objects. Well, okay, so next time they'll show it, they won't hide his genitals behind furniture or other objects. How's that? Right. But the FCC denied the complaints by the Parents uh, Television Council, which has been pushing regulators to crack down on broadcasters and lawmakers to raise fines, now 32.5 per incident, 32,500. We find that none of the material referenced in PTC's complaints rises to the level of being patently offensive under our indecency definition, the FCC said in its order. The agency also said the material was not profane. Gosh darn it. A representative for the organization said the FCC was only going after extreme cases. The FCC is only deeming everything indecent that's way over the top, said Laura Mahaney, a spokeswoman for the PTC. We know of no community in America where words like D-blank-blank-K or D-blank-blank-K-H-E-A-D would be considered decent or common for language. Unless, of course, they're talking about the vice president's first name or about his uh, behavior. Those vulgarities were aired on the program's Dawson's Creek on the Warner Brothers, the WB Television Network, owned by Time and uh, Warner, Inc., and NYPD Blue on ABC. Federal regulations limit TV and radio stations for airing indecent material such as ah, yada, yada, yada. Uh, okay. It's uh, just a small group of self-appointed censors, or in some cases, one individual in the community, not to mention any specific names of unmentionable people, who have decided that they're going to be a pain in the ass and just constantly keep complaining and uh, filing complaints and objecting. And they're supposed to determine for 300 million people what we can see, what we can hear, what we find offensive, yada, yada, and a partridge in a pear tree. 
And there's a special place in hell where these people will all rot. Make no mistake about that. Oh, this is kind of a cute thing. A suggestion for a new poll. People are still alive but look dead. Right. And look, look at who they suggest. I mean, talk about disrespectful. I, right? I've been doing this a long time. Larry King. Yeah, maybe he can join Johnny pretty soon. He's been waxing very well. Had a lot of panels. He had Ed McMahon. Didn't see Ed McMahon last night. That's why I'm in a pretty good mood. Yeah. Hello. Uh, uh, I was just about on the verge of sneezing there. Oh, hey. oh man. I'll play a song. Isn't that awful when you get in that... Uh, oh, I hate that. In the in-between spot? Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I didn't uh, sneeze. I'll play a uh, I would have been gross to sneeze on here. Okay, here's what we got in the poll so far. This is at the uh, halfway point of the show, because I, I don't want people calling in with the same ones we got on here. And then they'll say, well, you never read the poll with the list. You're right. That's a good point. You see, you're damned if you do, and you're damned if you don't. If you read the poll, the list, and the vote too often, oh, you keep reading the poll, it's boring. And if you don't do it, well, how are we supposed to know who's on it when you don't tell us what it is? You know? Right? Right. So here you go. Do Who it. is or was the most type, uh, typecast actor or actress ever? Bella Lugosi, 56. Charles Bronson, 33. Leonard Nimoy, 26. Boris Karloff, 25. John Wayne, 22. Adam West, 15. Arnold Schwarzenegger and Edward G. Robinson, 14 apiece. Bill Shatner's got 13. Bob Denver, 11. Joe Pesci, 10. Michael Richards, 9. Eric Estrada, 6. Sly Stallone, Adam Sandler, Gary Coleman, Henry Winkler, Bob De Niro, 4 apiece. Hugh Grant, Stephen Seagal, uh, Mark Hamill, Linda Blair, Vern Troyer, Peter Falk, three apiece. Ed O'Neill, Bruce Lee, Clint Eastwood, David Hasselhoff, Fran Drescher, Barbara Eden, George Reeves, Superman, Burt Ward, Max Baer, uh, David Cassidy, Peter Sellers, uh, with a pair. One for Woody Allen, Raymond Burr, Elizabeth Montgomery, Don Adams, Dennis Franz, Melissa Joan Hart, Fred Gwynn, James Arness, and none yet, none, zero, for Pat Morita, Ralph Macchio, Al Lewis, Leslie Nielsen, Jackie Chan, Macaulay Culkin, is still sulking, Jim Varney, Jack Klugman, Todd Bridges, J.J. Walker, Jean-Claude Van Damme, Vin Diesel, Van Diesel, Robert Williams, Lon Chaney Jr., Mike Myers, Carol O'Connor, Irene Ryan. Carol O'Connor doesn't have any. How do you like that? Huh? Hmm. Well, now, what do you make of that? Boy, the way Glenn Miller plays. These people must have seen In the Heat of the Night, because it was on certainly after the uh, All in the Family. Sure. Okay, well, whatever you like, okay? If you don't agree, that's fine. We just think uh, some of you are full of crap. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the Verizon and singular wireless lines. WQAM, hello. Hi. Yes, sir. How are you? I'm Detective John Temple. WQAM, hello. We don't talk to people in the broom closet, okay? Talking through a Campbell soup can. QAM, hello. Hello. Yes, sir. Neil, hey, I got two poll ideas for you. You got a pair of poll ideas? Okay, <laughs> great. Maybe we can do tomorrow's poll right here now. Let me write it down. Okay. The first one your listeners won't like because they can't call in with their silly comments. Oh, that's, should, that's should not religion good. be outlawed, yes or no, okay. worldwide? And the second mm-hmm. one is who, what entertainer, you know, singer, actor, whoever, has done more for human rights, you know, like uh, Marlon Brando with the Indians, and, you know, they'll, they'll like that because they can call in and say names. Has done the most for human rights? Yeah, civil rights, human rights, or entertainer. Well, I mean, how, lo- how, long, how long is that list going to be? I don't know. I can only come up with a couple guys. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's a ton, but... There are? <laughs> yeah. Get it started. Okay, well, we'll think about it. We'll, we'll put our thinking cap on. Thanks a lot, pal. Later. See you. Pretty weak. I beg your pardon? Yeah, he needs to get us started besides that Marlon Brando business. Yeah, I mean, with the Indian. I mean, just because he went up there and he uh, refused the Oscar when he started hocking about the Indians, you know? Maybe he's talking about the Cleveland Indians for all. He had that Indian chick. Actually, he didn't go up there, right? Right. It was his uh, daughter, I guess, who shot herself no. later. It was? I thought it was his daughter, the engine daughter. Oh, he has an engine daughter? I didn't know that. Well, he did, and she saw her. I thought he her. wanted to send Defoe up there. Engine killer. But when he found out about that, he said, not a good idea. Defoe was on for Joe Rose this morning, and the verdict around town is, holy crap, what was that? 
Well, that, that's always a pretty good idea. You're gonna, they're going to put the guy on 7 to 10 at night. So the first two days, I guess that's the way to introduce him to more people, the fact that Joe's the only one that got with an audience over there on 790. So they put him on in the morning for two days, and then he's going to be on 7 to 10 at night. See, I'm a strong believer. Put the, put the people in their time slot where they belong every day. For example, today we got Curtis Stevenson in Mad Dog's spot, which isn't even the spot we want him in. Then we got Mo Howard David in Mad Dog's desired spot, 4 to 7, which we don't want him in any spot, from what I'm hearing. And then we got Geldy at 7 to 10, which, uh, you know. Well, that's going to be quite a, won't that be a great contest? It's the battle of the former uh, worst team people. It'll right. be Geldy, at least some of the time, in that 7 to 10 slot at night, against Depot. I absolutely want to puke. I don't blame you. With stiff competition like that. This is Joe Bowen, the voice of the Toronto Maple Leafs, and you're listening to the Hockey Authority, Neil God. Uh, uh, welcome back to the, uh, the Al Franken Show. I am... Of course, the one and only uh, Al Franken. Uh, we're broadcasting live from the, the site of what used to be uh, Toots Shores Restaurant on West 52nd Street. Uh, uh, former watering hole for many famous celebrities, uh, uh, such as Gerald Moore, and Carl Valentine. We welcome you to stop by and say hello to one of my intern staff members. Not me, of course. Hey, officer, you see what that guy did? Yeah, so go hit him. Hit him! I love this town. So I should tell you about my latest weekly book. That I had my staff of 20 worshipping interns right for me. Give me a water. Oh, here you go. Uh, my, my glasses fell off. For a minute there, I, I was about to say it wasn't fair. <laughs> As you heard, I, I just got mugged. The, uh, the joke's on him, though. Uh, that was my decoy wallet. <laughs> Okay, uh, where was I? Uh, oh, oh, yes. I urge you to buy my new book called, uh, Gee, Ain't I Smart? Uh, which is, uh, much shorter than the working title that was. If you see me on the plane, you better acknowledge me so I can ignore you. Oh, yeah, it was a little too long. Uh, now, uh... Oh, the wallet. I, here, you got it. Thanks. I listen to you every day. I have fun. I have a carte blanche. Oh, uh, we have a very, very uh, strong break here. Uh, we'll be back with more riveting radio. Uh, <laughs> 1217 at 560. Some pretty stiff competition there from Al Franken and Scare America with a one point. Oh, oh yeah. And, and that, keep in mind, two-thirds of that was before the election. October, November, or at least during that period of time. So you can only imagine what number Scare America is going to throw in here like uh, starting now. An American taken hostage last year is shown pleading for his life in a newly released videotape, but the video offers no clues as to when Roy Hallam's captors made the video or whether he's still alive. 
In the video, a rifle barrel is just inches from Hallam's head as he says he worked with the American forces and was arrested by a resistance group in Iraq. Hallam's and five others were taken hostage in an attack in Baghdad's Al-Mansur neighborhood November 1. A security guard and one of about 20 attackers died in a gun battle. The kidnappers later released four captives but kept Hallam's and Filipino accountant Robert Tarangoy. Tarangoy. All six worked for a Saudi-based company. The U.S. State Department confirmed in December that Hallam's, a 56-year-old father of two, was taken. Hallam's, visibly nervous, makes no demands in the 60-second video, but asks for help so I can be released as quickly as possible from this definite death. I'm not, not asking for any help from President Bush because I know of his selfishness and unconcern for those who've been pushed into this hellhole, he says. I'm asking for help from Arab rulers, especially President Muammar Gaddafi, because he is known for helping those who are suffering, he said. He also said... I'm dying over here. How do you like that? I don't. As the things are really going along, very just spiffy. Oh, we're fine. Over there in Iraq. And it's really interesting because they showed like about a minute of Ted Kennedy's speech. They're continuing this nine hours, this anti-Condoleezza stuff. And I keep thinking to myself, you know, all of this is true. All of this was still true back before the uh, November election, you know. But somehow you didn't get the, all of this across too well. Why? Especially, especially your Wofford candidate. <laughs> yeah, the senator, the other senator from Massachusetts. How do you say that? Carefully. 5670560, oh, pound 560 in the Verizon singular wireless line. WQAM, hello. WQAM, hello. Hola. Going once. Hello? Yes. I got one for your poll. Okay, go ahead. Mr. T. Mr. T. Can't get more typecast than that. Don't make me mad. <laughs> WQAM, hello. Uh, hi, Fort Myers checking in. Okay, let's go to Fort Myers is checking in right now. I feel so bad for you. How you doing? Uh, uh, doing all right. Listen to you through the static. All right. Uh, I'd like to add uh, Don Knotts to your list. Uh, excellent choice. I don't think anybody is uh, more quiescent as far as uh, that list would go. Okay, thanks a lot, Pally, and good luck to you over there. You'll need it. Okay, thanks. Bye. Yeah. That's Fort Myers, where we used to be on the Beasley Station over there, and then they dropped all of us because they decided they could put on some brokered programming, a couple of preachers and a couple of stock market peddling uh, phony balonies on there. So uh, we're not on over there anymore. Haven't been for a long time, for two, three years anyway. Let's see how happy they are. And they're very pleased about that because then they can't hear us ripping them an ass and ripping Joyce the ass that she deserves so badly and the Beasleys for being a bunch of uh, nose-picking mugwumps who belong up in a tree with a kid with that banjo and deliverance. Can't hear that because that would get them really upset. And, of course, uh, if we sign those documents that Hank was talking about this morning, they could, uh, we could be fired for that stuff because we don't want to cause any, uh, you know, if you could have heard the wording, I wish the hell I would have had the uh, copy of what they were proposing. Oh, you wouldn't yeah, believe it. That'll learn you. Save stuff. You wouldn't have believed. Well, I never seen it. I mean, Norma read it. I know. Maybe he saved it. Oh, brother! About how we had to contribute to a um, a um, uh, our behavior had to be conducive to a uh, harmonious. harmonious our harmonious workplace and uh, we, Oh my what, God! What if you can't uh, obviously, most of those people over there never were inside our building. Yeah. Okay. Harmonious workplace, my ass. I can't even sing. God. And how the hell do I do that when I'm not even there most of the time, thank God. Thank goodness. Thank uh, God. Oh, brother, I wouldn't survive it. If I, if I had to be there, I never would survive it. Those are the only thing that's keeping me alive is not being there with certain crazy people. WQAM, hello. Hey, how you doing? Dale. Pretty good. Yeah. Listen, uh, I got a great one for the poll. Yes. Roddy McDowell from Planet of the Apes. Uh, no. <laughs> no? No, he was in a zillion other movies. Right. He was in all Before those, um, dra- yeah, those I mean, vampire movies. Everyone knows him though. No, I mean, no, not true. Sorry, bad, bad choice. Uh, 
Not even close. Oh, Roddy McDowell was also. Gay. Oh, right. And are there any straight people in Hollywood anymore or what? No. No. Jeez. Only, there's only the gay. And the suspected. Other than that, forget about it. Well, there was always Marlon Brando. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the Verizon and Singular Wireless Lines. WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. Hey, not calling about the poll. I had a question on, on Carmella. So yeah. don't, don't cut me off before I get to that. But I, um, you know the uh, Lenny show, Lenny and Dee's show? What's that show called? The, the one that you kind of make fun of uh, the way he talks? Lenny Martez? Yeah, Lenny Martez. Right. Um, um, the QAM is basically always on. So Mr. Yard, what they call all truck in Miami? Call budget at 305-871-3053. That guy, yeah. I think he sounds just like George Jefferson. That, that's exactly what he sounds like to me anyway. A little but bit, yeah. I, I thought it was a little interesting when, uh, was it the Beast, I guess, whoever it is. He's like, me and Lenny. And Lenny goes, that's Lenny and I. Yeah. Kind of, oh, yeah. kind of he's interesting. A, he's a real linguist. That, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. But uh, a scholar. This, this Carmella, she is absolutely gorgeous. But, Neil, I've never heard you react over a woman like, like this particular woman. What, what is it about her that, like, compared to Carmen Electra? No, no, I, I mean, mean I, you know, you're wrong about that. The Carmen Electra photos, did I rave about those when we had them on? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you did. Now, but now, I she, mean, now, she's, she's uh, to me, she's about as close to perfection as you can get. Yeah, I, I I agree, and I think yeah. of, you know I, li I like Carmen Electra too, but I think of you know Dennis Rodman drilling the pilot hole, and that's just. Am yeah, I allowed right. to say that? Mm -hmm. No. Oh. oh, okay. Bye. <laughs> yeah, he brings I up a good point, it, but I dumped it anyway. I huh? think you're a closet hetero. Yeah, right. You're afraid. Oh, I got the queer eye for the uh, hot uh, chicks. <laughs> what can I tell you? Look, I mean, look. People who don't have any hang-ups about their own sexuality, they can be objective, okay? So this business, like like 95% uh, of guys, uh, straight guys, well, oh, I don't know a good-looking guy. I couldn't tell you. You're full of crap. That, that's like saying if I, put a, if I put two plates on your dinner table and I put a beautiful ribeye steak on one and I put about a, a pound of dog crap on the other one, oh, well, I can't tell which one looks better. It's, it's just a matter of uh, being able to see. It's Aesthetics. just a matter of having, huh? Aesthetics. Yeah, it's a matter of do your senses work, okay? Now, that doesn't mean everybody's going to have the same taste, but there are some people who are beyond, uh, there's no question. Like Tom Brady, when he shaves all that schmutz off, which he's doing at football stuff, which is okay. Uh, when he shaves off all the stubble and everything, could anybody debate that he's a good-looking guy, Josh? Huh? <laughs> see what I mean? Right there. That's exactly my point. I've never seen him. Get out of here. He's right there. He's right on the wall behind you. There's a picture of Tom Brady with all his flashing 84 teeth. He's got as many teeth as a piano's got keys. Is this the one with the shirt open over here? No. It's a newspaper thing. The Mad Dog gave that to me a long time ago. It's the one on the wall. He's wearing a helmet. No. Behind you. He's He's got like a suit on. He's Look not on the wall back there. Well, he, he he's not on the wall back there. Well, he damn well better be on the wall back there, or I'm going to be down there like uh, by 7 o'clock tomorrow morning. Oh, there, there it is, that black and white picture. Right, that's yes. him. Yep, handsome man is that. Uh, is there any doubt say. that he's a great-looking guy? Now, Josh Cordes can't tell because he doesn't know the answer to that question because he's obviously, uh, you know, sexually confused. <laughs> how how could you not answer the question, okay, Mr. Paranoia? I'm confused. No, answer the question. What do you want me to say? Is that a handsome is, is man? Is he a good-looking guy? Okay, yeah, why not? Jesus, I mean, what? you see what I mean? You made my point. I, it's just unbelievable. Like, like, let's have a conference on this and uh, see what the reaction from the public is going to be, uh, all depending on what, what you say. He's a very handsome young man. Who can't see that? See, even a mad dog knows that. Hey, that's even a good-looking guy. Yeah, that's right. Even, a, even Geldy knows that.
with his hot wife. Right. He has a stud. There you go. Got to argue. If we got to argue about Tom Brady, how about somebody who's marginal, who like uh, you know is like on a borderline, right? How about Johnny Depp? Is he a good-looking guy? Yes. Josh. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> okay. Let me. Are, are there any good-looking guys? I, I don't know, man. I'm not really. Uh, not Get really... out of here! You don't know. See that? I, I couldn't ask for a better man. This made exactly the point that I was making. Okay, we believe you. You don't know. Okay. <laughs> Well, I'll draw you. I'll send you some pictures, okay? Oh, my God. What, what a lunatic. What a maniac. See, the, the, today we found out two things about Josh Cordes. Number one, he's a compulsive gambler. He actually he, he stowed away on a cruise ship so he can get on and plunge his guts out at the uh, casino. No. We found that out from Hank. And number two, he's like uh, maybe a closet case or something. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, how is it possible that anybody could be in such not just denial, but like stubborn, hysterical denial? Like, like if you admitted that you could, you could recognize. I mean, can you recognize an ugly guy? You know? Well, what do you mean? Like, I'm supposed to walk down the street and be like, that's a, that's that's a really good looking guy. No, but you can't. You can't. You're not supposed to be thinking that. But you can't tell. Like this guy's talking about my reaction to the pictures of Carmela de Caesar. Okay, and there's no doubt that she's an absolute hot number. She's beautiful. She's pristine, man. She's she's gorgeous. Well, Laura, you asked me about Tom Brady. The guy's got millions. He's won some Super Bowls. I'm not talking about how much money he has or can he play football. I'm asking you, what does he look like? What does he look like, okay? Does he look like Mortimer Snurd? Does he look like Robert Grieper? Does he look like Matty Bell? Okay, let me ask you this. Okay, here you go. I'll, I'll give you an easy one. Who's better looking, Miguel, back in promotions, or Matty Bell? Okay, think, think about it during the break, okay? I'm not asking you who you want to hop on your bones. I'm just saying, who is better looking? Think about it. Give me some time. Jesus, this is this is the best. This is the best day of my life. I rest my case. All you sexually insecure heteros out there. Oh, I don't. I don't know. Am I supposed to? Yeah, right. Supposed to like fall on the floor and crap in your pants because he's a good-looking guy. It's threatening, isn't it? It's threatening. 28 past. We'll get the answer from Josh on the other side of the break. Maybe. He's still, he's thinking about it. Know these things. That's free. Oops, sorry. Armstrong, Ford Vice President and General Mangler, David Ritz, called us a couple weeks ago to tell us that he's overstocked with Mustangs. He said that Armstrong Ford will, when in doubt, blow out these new 2005 six-cylinder Mustangs for as little as 17.9. That's a savings of over 3,500 bucks. Plus, they got a couple of 2004 models left, and get this, they'll let them go for just 12499 Original MSRP on these was 18660 Figure it out. It means you save over 5600 bucks on these fantastic Mustangs. Great deals, plus Armstrong Ford will include, as they always do, tires and batteries for life with each vehicle purchase. Can't beat it with a shtick. Great prices, added value, and friendly service. That's the Armstrong difference. When you're ready for a new vehicle, come to the dealer that treats you just like family. Armstrong Ford Homestead. You'll find them at Southwest 307 Street and US 1. Exit at Campbell Drive right off the turnpike. Prices include all factory rebates and discounts with a free credit plus tax, tag, and fees. Well, this is an extreme makeover. He looks like Cary Grant. We are I. Makes over. This is phenomenal. Stephen Hawking's. Hello, I am Stephen. It's Queer Eye for the Genius Guy. This look is frightening. Helps me look handsome. He is officially a nervous wreck. He's got yeah. a lot of things that are right and yeah. a lot of things that are wrong. And all the wrong things block the right thing. Let's do it. Oh, 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 oh. oh my God. See how much more handsome you look already? Oh, oh, oh. 
All right, let's have a little coming out party. Come on out and show us what you got. Do a little spin for it, would you? Oh, look at you. Fantastic. I feel stupid. He looks like a movie star. I don't like this pink dress. Queer eye for the genius guy. He looks amazing. Let's get a high five. <laughs> you broke my arm. You pulled out my freaking He's freaking out. Trump 32, 28 to 1 on uh, Heterophobic Radio. So what's the answer? Have you come up with a conclusion now? Who's better looking guy? I went over uh, there and uh, stood Miguel and Maddie Dahl right next to each other. Yeah, and? <laughs> He's still there. <laughs> He's still thinking about it. He's still examining it. You're not supposed to examine that closely, by the way. I'm talking about, like, from the neck up is what I had in mind. Sorry. Yeah, me too. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the Verizon and singular wireless lines. WQAM, hello. Zazu Pitts. Zazu Pitts, yeah, okay. How about Elijah Pitts? How about Hermione Gingold and Hans Conried? Must be Boca Brian's boyfriend. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the Verizon Singular Wireless Line. Who is or was the most typecast actor or actress ever? I'm not going to do either one of those. In fact, let's see. See what I'm trying to do now is stay a day ahead on these polls. Right. See that one about who would be famous now if they would have managed to stay alive? I, that, that's uh, like uh, what we did the other day. Right. About some, how people have became more famous after they did. It's right. Like a sp- spin off on the same crap. Although, look at this. Oh, yeah, that's right. We just we did that one. Historical event, can you believe? Somewhere I had a whole list of polls. You have no idea. This is the most challenging thing. It oh, there's is. the Last of the High Kings with uh, Jared Leto. I wrote that down only because I couldn't keep think of the name of that movie. Where he was running around naked. By the way, Jared Leto is a pretty good-looking guy, Josh. Just in case you're making compiling a list, because you right? obviously can't figure it out for yourself. Jared Leto. You know who that is? Uh, yeah. Okay. Let's see. Oh, here. Yeah, I got some good ones. Here we go. Thanks, Scott. Thanks, Scott in Hollywood. Thank God for him. Let's see. Four years times five is twenty. We got what, like four thousand more polls to do? Oh, no. WQAM. Hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. Hey, um, ask Josh who he'd uh, least like to have his girlfriend or wife or whatever he has. Around, like, which guy would he would he rather have her like around Brad Pitt or uh, Boris Karloff? You know, right? Yeah, it's, uh, very naive. Yeah, see, that that's right. He needs some uh, pointers like this because obviously he's having a very difficult time uh, coming to grips with this. Exactly. I got one for the list too. Yes, sir. Listen to me now, I believe you, lady. You must put Arnold on the list. I think Arnold is on the list, isn't he, Josh? Yeah, he is. Arnold's All on right. the list. Thank you so much. Okay. Five, six, seven. I don't think uh, no matter how we phrase it or no, no. Uh, I got it. I got it. If you're in a horrible accident. Yeah. And the reconstruction surgeon was going to show you a gallery of faces to turn yours into. Who right. would you choose? You're asking me? Well, the, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay, I'd say, you know, put it right back together the way it was. <laughs> There's a happy young man. <laughs> okay. <laughs> WQAM, hello. Leah, can I pray for you? WQAM, hello. Neil. Yes, sir. How about Pee Wee Herman? Yeah, he's typecast. Yep. Thank you. Pee Wee Herman, got it? We got it. Uh, should we put his real name on there? That's his character. No. Okay. WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. I got a couple for the poll. Uh, okay. The first one, Molly Ringwald. Is typecast? Yeah, she's the soul plays the same person in every movie. Okay. And along the lines of Adam Sandler, you got uh, Ben Stiller, which plays the same retard, too. Oh, yeah. I can't. Ben Stiller, he leaves me uh, limp. I can't handle him. It's the same guy every time. Yeah. Right. right. Playing Ben Stiller. Thanks a lot, Pally. Right. Playing a Jewish kid. It's like uh, Jerry Stiller's son. That's what he plays. It does a good job of that. I, I don't like... You like him? No, no. Oh. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the uh, Verizon Singular Wireless Line. 
I know we did that before, but that's a good poll too. Let me just mark it down. About mark what? No, no, about about uh, what? What actor, actor? Uh, how do we phrase it? In other words, if you know that somebody is in a movie, what, who would prevent you from going to see oh, it? Oh yeah, we haven't done What's that. Actor, actors, yeah. Right. How do we say that? Keep you from a movie. Keep you what from act- seeing a movie. What actor or actress? Yeah, okay. I'm just making a little note because if I don't write these down, you know me with my advanced age. Although I do remember Floyd Venable Jr. WQAM, hello. And, and, Fra- and Franklin Sears also, and uh, Felix Forbes. WQAM, hello. Neil. And Jim McGarty. Yes, sir. Hey, Pally, what's up? And Charles Goins and uh, Ray, uh, uh, Jim Taylor. Yes, sir. Got one for your poll today. Okay. Uh, Vern Troyer, mini-me. Already on there, Pally, but a good one. Thank you. And uh, don't forget Ray Stein. WQAM, hello. Hi, uh, Neil. Yes, sir. Uh, I got a name for your poll. Okay. John Holmes. <laughs> Uh, well, he always calls John Holmes. Yeah, no uh, he, he's obsessed with John Holmes. No, John Holmes was fine for the poll yesterday, for our poll, so to speak, but not for today. We're talking actors and actresses, not porn. I mean, if somebody's a porn star, obviously they're typecast, okay? They'll be like saying Ron Jeremy. And all I can say about that in the middle of lunch hour is, oh, Ron. Hey, Ron, believe me, you were just as hairy and fat and disgusting in person as you are on film. You are disgusting. Jesus. And, and he actually took uh, insult. He took umbrage with that that day, remember? Mm-hmm. He was insulted. That would be like somebody calling Jeff High fat and him, like, walking off in the corner and pouting. Oh, what do you mean, Polly? Yeah. WQ, WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil, how are you? Pretty good. I've got the unbeatable winner for the poll. Okay. The king, Elvis Presley. The most typecast? Oh, yeah, those movies, man, that we were talking about yesterday. Good one. Thank you. See ya. The king. Got it? Elvis. Got it. Elvis the Presley, who's not the... Uh, this audience just don't like Elvis. Good. They like Johnny Carson. <laughs> hey. Here's Johnny. I just can't get over the fact that I was doing that on Friday. It's just uh, not a not a good idea. I just have that power. Like, I can't like it. What was the Firestarter? Was that the movie with the little girl that uh, who's the girl that played Drew Barrymore? That? Drew Barrymore. Yeah, she was yeah. a little girl back then. Mm-hmm. Still, and she was the Firestarter. And of course, if you pissed her off, why well, look out? Same thing. Same thing in uh, the Omen. Yeah. And well, in the Omen Part Two, right? What about it? No, it was the same thing. You don't want to piss that little kid off Damien. because he, uh, it would make evil things happen. They'd make that music start, and then you're in trouble. Oh, yeah. Well, not that music. Oh, well, that's, that's the one I'm using. Uh, 21 till 1 at 560 WQM. That thing with Josh, man, that was, that was so perfect. You couldn't, you couldn't have staged it better, but I know, I know it was uh, for real. See, and, and, and answering your question with that business about his own face, th- that, that's a perfect way to evade the question, see? To evade the obvious. He's got an, an incredible, unbelievable complex about such things. It's, uh, it's almost scary. I mean, why is it I have no problem telling you that Carmelo de Caesar is beautiful and flawless? Doesn't bother me. I want to hop on her bones. I have no interest. It's not huh? stigmatizing to be a heterosexual, in case you don't know. Oh, I see. That all depends. Now, if you were here, you might think differently. No. 20 till what? Yeah. 20 till 1 at 560 WQM. Hey, if you earned less than 50 grand last year, then poor Josh Cordes. No wonder his mind is so messed up. You don't have like three nickels to rub together. Probably lost it all to the casino anyway. If the answer is yes, if you made just pittance last year, then it's time for a career change. If you made pennies, also sounds like pittance. Pick up the phone and call Fast Train toll-free at 1-866-FAST-TRAIN, and these folks can really give you the training you need to get you a new high-paying career, and it can have you all set to go in just as little as four months. Fast Train offers high-demand, high-pay career training. If you like computers, ever thought of becoming a computer network professional, call Fast Train today, toll-free at 1-866-FAST-TRAIN. 
The demand for computer professionals is an all-time high, and Fast Train, like I said, can have you trained and ready to do it in no time at all. they got locations in Kendall, Miami, Pembroke Pines, and Fort Lauderdale. Fast Train offers job placement, financial aid for those who qualify as well. Day, evening, and weekend classes are forming right now, so pick up that phone, get out of your dead-end job, and start working in a career that will provide you with a real paycheck and a real life. Call Fast Train toll-free, 1-866-FAST-TRAIN. Exclusively. Yes, wouldn't you really rather have a Hummer? We can get away with naming a vehicle like that because we're a giant mega billion dollar corporation with the best contracts that stretch from here to the moon. And nobody will dare tell us what to do. So get out there and buy one of these top heavy toilets. Wouldn't you really rather have a Hummer? A neocon Hummer, not a gummer. Nothing more impressive than a Hummer. For Republicans, I'd be queer. It's 1244, 16-01 at 560. WQM, we got Curtis Stevenson for the Mad Dog at 2. Moa Howard, David at uh, Despite popular demand, at 4. And then we got Geldy at 7 tonight. Followed by the Ed Kaplan Show. Geldy at 7. It'll be like dying and going to heaven. WQAM, hello. Hello, Neil. Yes. I got one for the poll. Okay. Uh, Mark Hammond. Mark Hamill? Hammond. Hammond. He always plays a homo in the movies. Yeah, Mark Hammond. Is he like Hindu Hamid Karzai? Yes. Okay, get a life schmuck. WQAM, hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. Yeah, I got a good one for you. Okay. Uh, Stuart Margolis. Angel from Rockford Files. Stuart Margolis. Margolin. Margolin? Yeah. Margolis? Angel. Okay. Rockford Files. You know who that is? No. Stuart Margolis. Margolin. I have no idea. But I hear he's a pretty good-looking guy, so better put him on there. <laughs> See what we got. It says another good choice is Rodney Dangerfield, a really funny guy, but always played his stand-up character in every movie he was in. Rodney Dangerfield, who don't get no respect. Kind of like us here at QAM, those of us on the air who don't get any respect, except on payday. Fill out your uh, uh, brochure yet, your uh, questionnaire. I haven't gotten one. Oh, well, you probably find one uh, hanging around the hall somewhere. So maybe somebody will pass one along. Ari Berman in The Nation writes, after its highly touted unveiling, President Bush's faith-based initiative has proceeded largely under the radar, but a lack of attention hasn't shielded the program's constitutional questionability or its brutal effectiveness. In 2003, according to the White House data reported by the L.A. Times, Bush doled out a billion dollars to hundreds of faith-based groups through a little-noted executive order. More importantly, the Bush administration used the grants to sway influential African-Americans in key battleground states and reward longtime political supporters at taxpayer expense. For example... After the Reverend Herb Lust II delivered the invocation at the 2000 Republican Convention, his Philadelphia church received a million dollars in federal funds. Bishop Harold Ray, who offered the invocation at a rally for Dick Cheney in Palm Beach, got $1.7 million for his South Florida ministry. In 2002, Bush personally visited Milwaukee's Bishop Sedgwick Daniels, who voted for Clinton and Gore, and later awarded him a $1.5 million grant. This fall, Daniels' face appeared on Republican Party flyers in Wisconsin, endorsing Bush as a man who shares our views. The faith-based initiative has likely played a crucial role in increasing Bush's take of the black vote, especially in targeted swing states. Funnily enough, the campaign held grant-writing workshops in St. Louis in September when Missouri was still in play, and in Miami in October. 
Moreover, it's unclear exactly how much money, money is going where. The recent White House data includes a caveat that it represents all grants. Even the Reverend Sun Young Moon's Cultish Unification Church has received funding, and House Republicans allegedly blocked Democrat Chet Edwards from investigating the money flow. When the initiative's first director, John DeUlio, resigned after six months on the job, he called the White House policymakers Mayberry Machiavelli's, who consistently talked and acted as if the height of political sophistication consisted in reducing every issue with simplest black-and-white terms for public consumption, then steering legislative initiatives or policy proposals as far right as possible. Bush plans to highlight the initiative in, uh, oh, he already did, in the State of the Union address and reintroduce the expanded legislation before the new Republican Congress. The number one Mayberry Machiavelli keeps confusing holy work with partisan gain. Yeah, we did there. Been there, done that. But we don't care about that because we absolutely know where they're coming from. Oh, God! They're coming from the, the Lord, man. They are divinely inspired, these folks. God told them to do it, right? Go out there and spread freedom. It's trying to march Jesus all over the Christ. world. That's correct. Five six seven oh five sixty pound. I don't think anybody's going to catch Bella. How's John Wayne doing? Is he moving up at all or what? Bella's got sixty-five. Charles Bronson thirty-four, and the Duke is moving into third place. Oh! Third place time with Boris Karloff. Ever seen him together? Same guy. Big tall guy. WQAM, hello. Good afternoon, Neil. I was wondering if you... Uh... WQAM, hello. Neil, I got one for you. Time in here when you get it. It was a foreigner. Have a good day, mate. Paul Hogan. Paul Hogan? <laughs> Paul Hogan. He was a farter? What did that man just say? I, I don't know. He said Paul Hogan. Yeah, I heard that. And good day, mate. Okay, good day, mate. He said he was a farter. WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil. How about uh, David uh, Kerrigan? David Kerrigan. Okay. You want to put him on there or what? Who? I don't know. No. No, we don't want to put him on there. We're talking about people that somebody knows who they are, okay? How about John Kerrigan? He always played uh, one of those, you know, he was either a vampire or uh, one of those. WQAM, hello. How you doing, Neely? Pretty good, Pally. Uh, how about Christopher Lloyd and the uh, guy from Tell your boyfriend, by the way, to uh, put it back. It's going to start getting sore. Put it back where it uh, ought to be hidden. WQAM, hello. Neil, how's it going? Pretty good. Hey, I don't want to add anybody to the poll, but I just want to ask you a question. Doesn't our uh, illustrious governor have anything else to do with any government matters besides working about some bitch with a tube in her throat? No, no, he's been he's been uh, working away on this for years now, man. This is his uh, main thing in life. He's got to save life. He'd be better off to save his damn uh, drug-addicted sister. I mean, if he spent this much time on our damn educational daughter. system... Is it his daughter or is his sister? Daughter. I mean, you know, what about our educational system, Mr. Governor? What about our health care system? Okay, this lady's going to die for crying out loud. It's one okay, person. Okay, well, listen, go vote for him again, okay? Everybody, it's too late now. Nobody could, in their right mind. It's, it's the same thing with the runs in the family. It's all, all together. The dysfunctional Bush family. Bringing family values back to America, baby. Oh. Yeah. Drugs, booze, mm -hmm. pills. Dishonesty. Dishonesty. Bank scandals, you name it. Right, thievery. Thievery. American values, the values of the far right. Hypo hypocrisy, the ultimate. There's no bigger hypocrites than the, than the God Squad. The Lord says this. The Lord says, yeah, you're all full of crap, man. You're also rattling around so many skeletons in the closet, it sounds like there's a, a war going on in there. Right. Look on the bright side, though. They haven't gotten anybody killed. Oh, thank God for that. Except maybe a few abortion doctors and uh, maybe 1,500 uh, soldiers oh, and 100,000 Iraqis. And then, of course, it's going to be Iran and Syria and uh, who knows where else. And North Korea. Right? Right. Not Saudi Arabia, though, because that's, uh, that's our buddies. That's our boy. WQAM, hello. Dave Thomas. Dave Thomas was typecast. Is he an actor? Dave Thomas was an actor? Uh, uh. WQAM, hello. Neil. Yes, sir. Yes, uh, I got another one for your poll. I'll bet. 
Leslie Nielsen. He's already on there, sir. See, they were, they run out. I got a whole bunch of stuff here that I probably ought to do in the last hour as opposed to counting on these folks. They've run out. I mean, we, we, we got plenty. You did really well, okay? But just repeating the same people over again. In fact, let's start that. Let's start it all over again. That'll feel like last hour real easy, right? How about Bella Lugosi? Sounds like a good idea. Now going to the casting. Huh? What about Bella? I never drink. WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil. How you doing? Pretty good. Good, good. Uh, I got one for your poll. Yes, sir. Uh, uh, Corey Haim. Corey Haim. Yeah, he's in those stupid... Oh, I know uh, who Corey Haim is. Okay, and I just wanted to tell you one thing. I did a Google search, and I typed in big old duty head, and Greg Reed came up. Excellent job, man. Keep it up. Thank you. Excellent. Corey Haim, I know exactly who that is. He was in one movie where he's like uh, banging some chicken in a sack. What movie was that? Chicken some sack. Guys, some guy, you don't know the movie I'm talking about? Some guy's wife. Oh, that's right. You wouldn't watch a movie with Corey Haim. No, I've seen a few, unfortunately, but that's, yeah. uh, that's Corey every Feldman. movie. Not Corey Feldman. Okay? Corey all of Feldman, them together. I they're, 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 disgusting they're and grotesque. There's a good question for Josh. Who, uh, who's better looking, Corey Haim or Corey Feldman? Now, just write those down. We don't want an answer on here because we'll be incriminating and everybody's saying, That's a faggot. Yeah, stuff Steve like that. doesn't know the differences between the Corys. You don't know who they are? I know who Corey Feldman is. I don't know who Corey Haim is. Yeah. Well, you know something? If you know who Corey Feldman is, then if it was anybody else, it'd probably, it'd probably be them. Five six seven oh five sixty. I mean, I dropped something in the bowl this morning. It looked better than Corey Feldman. No, it was some lint that I picked up oh, off okay. the floor. You're, you're thinking, see, you're thinking uh, excretory stuff again. Always. Didn't Joyce right. get you straight out on that? No, we never if you stop thinking about If you stop thinking about those, you never what? Chat. 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 Oh, I thought you said something else. WQAM, hello. I dropped something that's been in the bowl this morning. QAM. Neil. Yes, sir. How about The Rock? The Rock is an actor. The Rock. Okay, great. WQAM, hello. Yes. QAM. Well, I mean, get serious. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. How about um, uh, Norman from Psycho? Who is it? Norman from Psycho. Anthony Tony Perkins, okay? Tony, Tony Perkins is a good... He always played... Like, he played uh, Jim Pearsall, the baseball player who was like, what, what, crazy? He always played somebody like dysfunctional and weird and... Uh, yeah. And you want to know why? Because he was kind of like dysfunctional and weird and... Gay. See, there you go again. Tony Perkins. Oh, no. Him and Tab Hunter. Hey, I got a nice fax from Michelle here that I'm not going to forward because all of her suggestions are already on there. Oh, okay. Thank Thanks, you, Michelle, but they're already all on there. Okay. Yeah, well, we got like 600 names on there already. She wanted Bob Denver. Oh, I'm sorry. I, the guy, I was Montgomery. thinking of John Carradine, who's who I was thinking of. Remember John him. Carradine? Yeah, old. The, the he always played like a, a vampire or some... Uh, he would be a good one for the old man. He had the yeah. worst arthritis you ever saw in your life. Did you ever Did see he his really? hands? His, hands were, his fingers were like sideways. How do you know sideways? that? Because if you see his hands, they're bent like sideways. Mm. Well, maybe somebody one time told him to get bent. Apparently a lot of people. I've heard it. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five. In fact, Matty Bell and was directing that in your direction the other day. You didn't hear it. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, that guy. He, if you if you went out under a highway, you were crossing the road, you got hit by a Mack truck. He would have a party the likes of which even the Romans would be embarrassed by. They'd be jealous. Despises you. So next time you see him in the hall, just step on him. You could do it. WQAM. Hello. Yes, Neil Rogers, please. Yes, sir. Speaking. Yes. Uh, how about the uh, uh, Boris Karloff? Boris Karloff sounds like a great choice. <laughs> yeah. Deja vu experience here. I said let's call start uh, with the same names all over again. That's a good idea. Right. I think we got them all on there. I think uh, I think this this exercise today proves what I've always known. Although, you know, after that highlight with Josh there earlier, you know, what more do we need, right? No, we should just go home now. Yeah, I think, I think at this point we could just like have an hour dead air in honor of that. That was just... So magnificent. So perfecto. 
1256 at 560 WQM. I'm glad to see we got a couple more spots on log today, boys. The QM sales department. Oh, that's right. Now, some of the things that I've said today do not, they do not contribute to a harmonious environment at the radio station. So right. I probably would have been fired at it if I would have been uh, stupid enough to sign that crap. Nobody's going to sign it, Joyce, okay? Give it up. Give it a rest. Nobody's going to sign it. Even Robert Grieper wouldn't sign it. How do you like that, honey? And Josh Cordes ain't going to sign it. Now, how's his contract doing? Contract? Yeah. Doing well. Yeah, contract. That's what we're going to take out on Joyce. We're all pitching in and take out a contract on Joyce. Match what a thought, huh? Mm-mm-mm. I love it. 1257 at QAM. Hey, the main man, Anthony Caliendo, with Acceptance Capital Mortgage, says it's time for New Year's resolutions. Like most Americans, these might be some of the ones that you've made. Paying off your credit cards, lowering your debt, cutting your mortgage payments, pulling out cash, investing in real estate. Maybe these are at the top of your list. South Florida is one of the hottest real estate markets anywhere in the USA, so why keep so much equity in your house or pay those high interest rates? The main man's New Year's resolution is to give back to the community this year, and so they partnered this year with Kids in Distress. With a track record of 25 years of helping over 5,000 abused and neglected children each year, Acceptance Capital is donating a portion of all commissions on every closed loan to this great cause. And if you're in the mortgage business, the main man is always looking for brokers for his four convenient locations. So call the main man, Anthony Caliendo. It's a toll-free call, one 483 loan Or you can go right to their website, themainman.com, and fill out your application online. Call him today, Anthony Caliendo, at one 483 loan You're listening to Neil Rogers, exclusively on 560 QAM. Just the one to two hour, it's a phenomenon. Senator Biden, Mr. Gonzalez, as much as I find your torture memo disturbing, especially the part about applying charcoal fluid to genitals and lighting them on fire, we're only here today to ask you questions about your judgment. Because I know I speak on behalf of Democrats everywhere when I say, I like you. You're the real deal. I really, really like you. I turn the other cheek. Why? Because I like you. Do you like me? Rectum. You can poke out both my eyes. Why? Because I like torture. This will torture, please. You can whip me in a cage. Strap a red ball in my mouth. I'm a Democrat, you see. Spineless, wimpy, and weak need if you're a G. That's fine with me. So what's your favorite show? Fear Factor. Thank you very much. You're welcome. 101 and 560. Now, you weren't serious when you said The Rock uh, is a real actor. I mean, I know no, 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 no. I did not say he's a real actor. Oh. I said he's an actor, as in he's hired to yeah. act in movies, and right. he makes movies. That's and what does he play himself? No, he plays characters. He did that Egyptian one where he was the scorpion. He played Buford T. Pusser. Okay, put him on there, The Rock. Call. Okay, okay. But I'm you a fan of his like, I, don't, uh, I don't consider him like... Uh, well... I mean, at least Arnold and Slice have been in movies that somebody's actually seen. But anyway, it's okay. The Rock. Marilyn Monroe, somebody says, dumb blonde. Very good choice. That's exactly what we're talking about. Right. Uh, James Gandolfini. Absolutely. He always plays the heavy. In The Mexican, he was Absolutely. a hitman. In True Romance, he was a hitman. In Get Shorty, he was a bodyguard. And The Sopranos, a mobster. James Gandolfini. He ain't no weenie. Okay? Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty. Let me get to some of these things, okay? Because these people obviously are like fizzling out. It's okay. We got six thousand names on there. It should be uh, good enough for you to peruse through. 
The ten worst corporations of 2004. Mark these down, okay? Avoid them like the plague. Okay. When the multinational monitor judges gather to pick the ten worst corporations of the year, one of their instructions is name no companies that appeared on the previous year's list, barring extraordinary circumstances. For 2004, that means no bear, even though in 2004 the company pushed for imported genetically modified rice in the EU, polluted water in a South African town with a carcinogen hexavalent chromium, and was hit with evidence that its pain medication, Aleve, increases the risk of heart attack, among other egregious acts. No Boeing, despite new evidence that the tanker plane scandal cost U.S. taxpayers tens of billions of dollars, even worse than it appeared. And no Clear Channel, even though the radio be behemoth in 2004 stooped to new lows with a Breast Christmas Ever contest that promised to pay for breast implants for a dozen contest winners. And no Halliburton embroiled in a whole new set of contracting fraud and bribery charges last year. But at least the no-repeat rule helps limit the field a bit. And there remain plenty of uh, worthy candidates of the remaining pool of price gougers, polluters, union busters, dictator coddlers, fraudsters, prisoners, poisoners, deceivers, and general miscreants. We choose the following, printed in alphabetical order, as the 10 worst corporations of 2004. Abbott Laboratories. Abbott makes the list for raising the price of Norvir, an important AIDS drug, developed with a major infusion of U.S. government funds by 400%. The price increase didn't apply if Norvir is purchased in conjunction with another Abbott drug, giving Abbott an unfair advantage over competitors and tilting consumers to use the Abbott products on the basis of price. AIG. The world's largest insurer, American International Group, Inc., AIG, was charged in October with aiding and abetting PNC Financial Services in a fraudulent transaction to transfer $750 million in mostly troubled loans and venture capital investments from subsidiaries off its books. AIG agreed to pay $126 million to resolve the charges, but it got off light, entering into a deferred prosecution agreement, meaning the charges against the company will be dropped in 12 months if it abides by the terms of the agreement. Coca-Cola. Workers at the Coke bottling plant in Columbia have been terrorized for years by right-wing parliamentary forces. A fact-finding mission headed by a New York City council member found, among other abuses, there have been a total of 179 major human rights violations of Coca-Cola's workers, including nine murders. Family members of union activists have been abducted and tortured. Coke says it opposes the anti-union violence, and in any case, that it hasn't had control of the bottling plant, though it does uh, now after purchasing the Colombian Bottling Company. Coke's former general counsel and the former assistant U.S. attorney general, Deval Patrick, resigned in 2004, reportedly in part because Coke refused to support an independent investigation into the Colombian invest uh, allegations. Dow Chemical. The world's largest plastic maker, Dow purchased Union Carbide in 1999. At midnight on December 2nd, 84, 27 tons of lethal gases leaked from Union Carbide's pesticide factory in Bhopal, India, immediately killing an estimated 8,000 people and poisoning thousands of others. Today in Bhopal, at least 150,000 people, including children born to parents who survived the disaster, are suffering from exposure-related health effects such as cancer, neurological damage, chaotic menstrual cycles, and mental illness. Dow refuses to take any responsibility. In the statement, the company says, although Dow never owned nor operated the plant, we, along with the rest of the industry, have learned from this tragic event, and we've tried to do all we can to assure that similar incidents never happen again. GlaxoSmithKline. Following revelations and regulatory action in the U.K. in 2003 and 2004, the story of the severe side effects of GlaxoSpaxil, as well as other drugs in the same family, notably that they were addictive and lead to increased suicidality in youth, finally broke the in the U.S. in 2004. In June, New York Attorney General Elliot Spitzer filed suit against Glaxo, charging the giant drug maker with suppressing evidence of Paxil's harm to children and misleading physicians. Glaxo denied the charges but appealed to a new system whereby it would make public results of all its clinical trials. In October, the U.S. Uh, Food and Drug Administration ordered Glaxo and makers of drugs in Paxil's class to include a black box warning, the agency's strongest with their pills. You know, like that skull and crossbones thing? Right. What about it? Speaking Supposed of that, Hardee's. 
The fast food maker is bragging about how unhealthy its latest culinary invention, the Monster Thick Burger. First there were burgers, then there were thick burgers. Now Hardee's is introducing the mother of all burgers, the Monster Thick Burger. Weighing in at two-thirds of a pound, this 100% Angus beef burger is a monument to decadence. The Monster Thick Burger is a 1,420-calorie sandwich. Eating one Thick Burger is like eating two Big Macs or five McDonald's hamburgers. Add 600 calories worth of Hardee's fries, and you get more than 2,000 calories that many people should eat in a whole day, according to Michael Jacobson of the Center for Science and the Public Interest, who calls the Thick Burger food porn. Oh, in that case, we like it. Merck. Dr. David Graham, an FDA drug safety official, calls it maybe the single greatest drug safety catastrophe in the history of this country. Testified before a Senate committee in November, Dr. David Graham put the number in the U.S. who had suffered heart attacks or stroke as a result of taking the arthritis drug Vioxx in the range of 88,000 to 139,000. As many as 40% of these people, or about 35 to 55,000, died as a result. The unacceptable cardiovascular risk of Vioxx were evident as early as 2000, a full four years before the drug was finally withdrawn from the market by its manufacturer, Merck. According to a study released by The Lancet, the British Medical Journal, Merck says it disclosed all relevant evidence on Vioxx safety as soon as it acquired it and pulled the drug as soon as it saw conclusive evidence of the drug's dangers. Right. McWayne. McWayne, Inc. Does that have to do with Wayne Heisinger, I wonder? Mm -hmm. McWayne is a large, privately held Alabama-based sewer and water pipe manufacturer. In a devastating series, the New York Times revealed the company's egregious safety record and the utter failure of regulatory agencies to control the company's workplace violence. Nine McQueen employees have lost their lives in workplace accidents since 95, and three of the deaths were the result of deliberate company violations of safety standards. More than 4,600 injuries were recorded among the company's 5,000 employees. According to the Times, McQueen pulled the wool over the eyes of investigators by stalling them at the factory gates and then hiding defective equipment. Accident sites were altered before investigators could inspect them in violation of federal rules. When government enforcement officials did find serious violations, the Times reported, the punishment meted out by the federal government was so minimal that McQueen could treat it simply as a cost of doing business. Riggs Bank. An explosive report from the U.S. Senate Permanent Subcommittee on Investigations of the Committee of Governmental Affairs issued in July revealed that the Washington, D.C.-based Riggs Bank illegally operated bank accounts for former Chilean dictator Augusto Pinochet and routinely ignored evidence of corrupt practices in managing more than 60 accounts for the government of Equatorial, uh, Equatorial Guinea. Can we say Guinea on the air? Not anymore. Although these and other activities seem to violate U.S. banking rules, the officer of the control of the currency did not take enforcement action against the bank after learning of these matters in 2002. That presumably was not unrelated to the fact that the OCC examiner at Riggs soon thereafter went to work for Riggs. In May 2004, the bank paid $25 million in fines in connection with money laundering violations related to the Equatorial Guinea and Saudi Arabian governments. The Saudi Arabian government is the subject of ongoing federal criminal investigations. And last but not least, your very favorite... Yeah, a Walmart... There you go. Sorry. Are you, are you studying Miguel and the Natty Bell again over there? They got them lined up against the wall. You guys can go now. I don't think no matter how much time we kill, I don't think uh, Josh is going to be able to make a conclusion on that. While Walmart is presently on a bit of a public relations defensive, the company remains the colossus of U.S. and increasingly global retailing. It registers more than a quarter trillion dollars in sales. Its revenues account for 2% of U.S. gross domestic product. For two years running, Fortune is named Walmart the most admired company in America. It is arguably the defining company of the present era. A key component, arguably the key component of the company's business model, is undercompensating employees and externalizing costs onto society. A February 2004 report issued by Representative George Miller of California tabulated some of those costs. The report estimates that one 200-person Walmart store may result in a cost to federal taxpayers of over $420,000 a year, about $2,103 per employee. These public costs include free and reduced lunches for just 50 qualifying Walmart families, 
Section 8 housing assistance, federal tax credits, and deductions for low-income families, and federal contributions to health insurance programs for low-income children. Well, that's great. We're helping out those poor bastards right. to work for Walmart. And believe me, they need your help. Josh Cordes says he'd like to throw in a few bucks. I got a better either, idea. Either that or lose it at the Indians there, one or the other. And what's that? You don't shop at Walmart. They go under. Those people can find a real job at a real company. Shame on you. There you go. Pick it on poor Walmart again. Poor Walmart. I think the wall. I think they ought to have like the um, not the skull and crossbones. They ought to have like the the picture of the devil on the front on the door. Ought to be required by law. George Bush. Big, a big neon devil. Yeah, the president, El Presidente, with big horns coming out of his head and that pitchfork. Mm-hmm. Twelve minutes after one at five sixty WQAM. Hey, IRS tax problems. Speaking of your government in, in action have a way of ruining all the aspects of your life. They take a toll on you financially, physically, emotionally. You can never get those damn IRS problems off your mind. You wake up every morning in a cold sweat. Well, CPA Jamie Buckwald and the Buckwald Tax Firm can help end those IRS problems forever and give you back some peace of mind, which is why other top CPA and law firms refer their clients to the Buckwald Tax Firm when they got problems with the IRS. Why not avoid potential criminal prosecution? Get all on file tax returns prepared even if you lost all your records. Now, maybe you have an IRS lien, wage levy, owe payroll taxes and penalties. Maybe you'd like to settle for thousands less than you owe or need time to pay. Whatever your problem with the IRS, the Buckwall Tax Firm can help. They offer you a free, no obligation, initial consultation, affordable and guaranteed fees, and immediate relief from IRS harassment. And best of all, you don't have to even go to those pain in the SRS meetings because the Buckwall Tax Firm handles all meetings and discussions. You don't even have to be there. Call them today, 954-575-2800. That's 954-575-2800, whether you owe 10000 bucks a million, or whatever in between IRS taxes. The Buckwall Tax Firm can help you out. Call them today for that free consultation or visit them on the web at irsfreedom.com and stop fretting about the IRS knocking down your front door. Call that number, 954-575-2800, and get that IRS monkey off your back. You're listening to Neil Rogers. The rest of on 560 QAM. David's a bitch. The 80s are back. They are? Uh Uh-huh. And 50s funny man Jerry Lewis is, too. Are you sure? Well, kind of. And now the 50s meet the 80s to form a super group for the new millennium. Introducing Jerry Lewis and the News. Hey, ladies. The heart of rock and roll. Heart of rock and roll is still beating with the ventricles in the A.R.D. in Cleveland already with Sheboygan and the Flygel and all those places. The king of comedy is about to become the prince of pop. It's Jerry Lewis and the News. Hey, ladies. And please, I'd like a new drug. No. Needles, please. Just a nice man, a pharmacist type person, a white coat, please. I sign here, thank you. Hey, it's hip to be square, and it's even hipper to buy something round, like the new CD from Jerry Lewis and the News. Available, you can find it wherever fine records are sold with the nice man behind the counter to help you find it with the nice lady person, okay? Why? Who knows? 116 at 560 WQM. Jerry Lewis, somebody says, now he was in uh, a great movie, The King of Comedy, right? Right. But but he'll always be defined by, like, the nutty professor, parts one through a hundred. All of those. Right. Hey, lady. That's the Jerry Lewis. So that's a good one for the poll. I like it. Now, this fax is uh, most amusing. Could you please tell Josh that judging how a man looks does not make you gay, body wash does. <laughs> right. So I guarantee you that Josh Cordes do not be using body wash. He's using a manly soap. Soap with a handle on it. So so soap on a rope. It. How do you like that? Soap on a rope, which is blessed by the Pope. With a strap. And if you drop it, you're a real dope, because then look out. Rectum. Right. You can only hope. Now, what kind of soap do you use? Irish Spring. Oh, my God. That's for a real man. Hi, laddie. 
Like Bruce, uh, what, what's the name of that bit? Irish Springsteen. Oh, God, and I bet you we can still play that one, too. I think. I'll tell you what makes you uh, prove that you're gay. Anybody that would send this fax that says body wash makes you gay. Nobody is using soap anymore except a few very insecure people like Josh. And at least he's using Irish Spring, which is a very manly green soap, you know? Well, I haven't gotten it yet. What, well, body wash? That apricot well, why not? body wash. I don't Get out of here. St. Ives, baby. Apricot right. uh, body wash. Once you use that, you'll la- you wouldn't dream of going back to soap. And it's got nothing to do right. with it. And in addition to which, that particular one, the apricot one, is real gritty. Uh, oh, I like that. Would, women wouldn't want any part of it. You know, like uh, we talked about lava soap, which is like pumice. You know, it's real gritty mm-hmm. and schmitty. Well, it's the same with this. It's got like a whole whole of beads in it. Oh, it feels great. like uh, like true grit, man, when you smear that on you. Scrape the blackheads off. So this guy that sent me the facts that keeps coming with song. And you're just too cheap. You're just too old-fashioned. That's your problem, man. Body wash. You go to any hotel now, any just about anywhere in the world, instead of those, those little soaps that are about like a, a, a tenth of an ounce that they put there in the, the shower, you know? Right. Instead of that, now there's like a little container of body wash. That's right. And unlike uh, soap, which you, you, you finish with it and it like, sits there and congeals on the, in that little uh, uh, thing there mm-hmm. that you put the it on the shower, that right. little thing. And it's got hair on it and you know, uh-huh. like mung and it's getting moldy and oldy and who knows uh, who the hell used it before you and where they stuck it. Yeah. For crying. Rectum. Now, body wash, you open up the container, it's like all new and fresh. It goes down the drain and bada bing, that's it. You close the thing up and use it the next time. It's a sanitary way to, as opposed to smearing something all over your body that's been God only knows where else, okay? I don't have who knows, who knows right. where that damn thing has been? I know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'll bet you do. I just took mm. it out of there. You took it out of there, huh? Well, you keep it in there too long, it might make a home. WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. How about the fever? The fever? Jerry Matters. Jerry Mathers, yeah, that's a good one. Another child actor, Jerry Mathers, that's good. I mean, we can, we're not putting those on there, though, are we? Yeah, whatever. It's all he ever did. We can name all of them. Yeah. He named, well, it's all he ever did because, uh, like I said, we can't put the child actors on. There's too many. We could do that kid to play Dennis the Menace. What was his name? Jay North? Right. Gay. But, um... Was he? Oh. Woo! Ask uh, Miss Tanner about that one, by the way. I'd rather not. Okay, don't. I, not, I don't, uh, I don't uh, confabulate with that one either, Miss Tanner. What? WQAM, hello. QAM. Hey, I got one for your poll. I'll bet. Go ahead. Polly Shore. Polly yeah. Shore. Boy, they don't come more uh, stereotyped than that. Polly Shore is. You know what Polly Shore is? I give up. Polly Shore. Oh, yeah. But. Yeah. That's it. Uh, so we can put that one on there or not while you're choosing between Miguel and Mandy Bell. I already made my pick. I thought it was Josh that had to make this choice here. That's what I'm talking about. Okay. I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to him. You talking to me? No, I'm talking to him. Is it obvious? Talking to him while he's opening up his uh, carton of Irish Spring soap on a rope. Yeah, helps you grope when it's on a rope. So don't be a dope. Use the body wash. 
Hey, use whatever the hell you want, okay? Anybody that's that insecure, that's worried about how they do something that makes them look straight or makes them look gay, who, who cares, okay? If you're that worried about what other people think about you, man, and get a life, okay? Get a life. I have no life. WQAM, hello. Neil. Yes, sir. You love the cock. Isn't that beautiful? Huh? Isn't, that, isn't that special? Yeah, that's a real bulletin. Thanks for the bulletin, okay? They're going to be putting that in the front page of the New York Times today. Tell your friends to stop calling. Now, that's, that's one of your people, not my friends. You've had more of them than I have. That, that's your little circle of friends there, okay? <laughs> yeah, right. That's, uh, what's his name, Vernon and Bobby and yeah. uh, Robbie and Jose and uh, Julio and uh, years long before I, uh, Hector I and uh, Vector and whatever. And Conjecture. And uh, Arlen Specter. WQAM, hello. QAM. Hey, Neil, how are you doing, sir? Pretty good, Pally. I got a poll suggestion. I'm the prettiest athlete, male and female, and have Josh consist of male... <laughs> yeah, okay. For the male part, I say Jason Taylor. And when is George going to put Josh's mom on the beat of curtain? Whose mom? Josh's mom. Oh, Josh's mom. Isn't that cute? Yeah. See, what I, did, I just got through messing them. They're all sitting around in a big circle holding hands. Besides, I promise I wouldn't let anybody else see those pictures. Holding hands, or maybe uh, something rhymes with hands, like We're glands. After the show, buddy. <laughs> oh, I'm dead. Really? Well, no, I'm pretty fast. I can run. <laughs> so am I. Yeah, that's what Miguel said. <laughs> See, it couldn't have been worse. I could have said that's what Duff said. WQAM, hello. QAM. Yeah, I got some for Neil's poll. Okay, you're talking to him. Go ahead. Hey, Neil, it's uh, snapping over here in Fort Myers. Another Fort right. Myers, believe it or not. Hey, how about Richard Simmons? He can't do much except hop on your poll. Yeah, okay. Real, real <laughs> actor, okay. <laughs> All you people in South Florida, by the way, in the southeast coast, just be happy. Right right there is a good reason why you're happy to be where you are. I wouldn't want to be there, but uh, you could be on the west coast. It could be a lot worse. You could be one of them. WQAM, hello. Deal. Yes, sir. Yeah, I have something for your poll. First, I have okay. a comment about the bar soap versus the body body wash. You don't use body wash now, do you? No, no. I, oh, listen, I, I'd rather use the bar of soap than my hand. What, what does that mean? means with the body wash, you have to use your hand. No, you don't. You can't get up there good. With you. you need the bar of soap. Anyway, for your poll, okay. I don't know his name. Jeff, Jethro Bodine. Max Berry's on there. Max Berry's on there already. you got to get it way up there. I'm, I, I don't want to get into that too deeply, but I, quite frankly, I never stuck um, a bar of soap where I think he's talking about. I mean, well, I just... You, be, huh? You get a knife and whittle it down. Is that what you do? Yeah. And make like a sharp point? <laughs> right. Is that what you do? I mean, what's the point? Uh-oh. <laughs> First of all, they have those lovely, they have a variety of things. They're like, which I don't use. The I do sponges. use mine. Huh? They have sponges, sponges, uh, and, uh, the gloves is my favorite. They have all of those things. Spongy okay? gloves. Right. How about a nice masculine sponge would be good. You got it? Well, you're worried about it. And I guarantee you that guy's used his hand plenty of times. 5670560, oh, pound 560 in the Verizon and Singular wireless lines. WQAM, hello. Hey, Neely, how you doing? Pretty good, Pally. I got one for your list. How about yes. Harvey Keitel? Harvey Keitel. Oh, I got another good one. Harvey Firestein. There you go. And I, maybe, I don't know if I yeah. listened late, but uh, how about Andy Griffith? Uh, Andy Griffith, was a, he was a Yahoo, and then he was a cop. But he was a Yahoo cop. Yeah, Andy Griffith yeah, was, was a lawyer. And then Goober. Oh, yeah, exactly. He was a Goober. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, he was a lawyer. He was Matt Locke. But he was always a Goober. Andy Griffith's good. Good old boy. On. I don't think he had to act too much. Put him on there. Let's get him on. We got it. He ain't no Frankie Lyman, but he's the best we can do. Who is or was the most typecast actor or actress ever? I never realized we'd have like 50,000 different people on here, and we didn't even put the kid actors on there, thank God. 
because all of them would have been that that's the reason that most of them either like committed suicide or went to drugs no, or got real fat and grotesque or or whatever the deal was except for ron and howard 75 divorces no ron howard as much as i don't like him he mm -hmm. went on and there became like a big shot movie right. a director role, yada yada yada, yada like a real human being like mm -hmm. a, like no you see the difference being that he went on to become an adult right Right. Whereas most of these other people just became like an older version of the child. Mm -hmm. See what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like Robbie Benson. Although he was, you're right, he was in a couple of things, but, but he still, be, he never changed. He was always like a 40-year-old, 15-year-old. Mm -hmm. Am I right? Yep. Like Ralph Macaulay Kirk, yeah. Culkin, he's still sulking because he's like uh, 40, 40 going on 12. And Michael turned him down again. Who is or was the most typecast actor-actress ever? Bella Lugosi has been leading from the get-go, as they say, the get-go from the start. 70. John Wayne, 40. Now, there's Josh's idea of a real man, John Wayne, right? Yeah, the, the Duke. The Duke. Now, why didn't you say that sarcastically? Why were you a big fan? No, and I hate, I couldn't stand him. His name is Marion, by the way. That was his first name, Marion. Right. Charles Bronson, 38. Leonard Nimoy, 34. Boris Karloff, 35. Same person, different ears. Arnold is tied with Adam West, 22. Bob Denver, 22. Joe Pesci, 18. Not too keen on fish. Edward G. Robinson, 18. Bill Shatner, 14. Sly Stallone, 12. Steven Seagal, 11. Seagull. Michael Richards, 11. Mr. T's got 10. Now, doesn't he have uh, cancer? I don't know. Were you reading a story yes. about that? Robert De Niro, 8. Eric Estrada, 8. Eric Estrada. Yay. Jackie Chan, 7. Vern Troyer, 7. Fran Drescher, 7. Henry Winkler, 7. Uh, Adam Sandler, 6. Rodney Dangerfield, 5. Jean-Claude Van Damme, 5. Gary Coleman, 5. George Reeves, Superman. The first uh, TV Superman, George Reeves, he uh, committed suicide alleged, 5, because he was so uh, typecast. Max Baer, 5. Peter Falk, 5. Don Knotts, 4. Woody Allen, 4. Mark Hamill, 4. Linda Blair, 4. Uh, Clint Eastwood, Peter Sellers, uh, got 4. 3 for James Gandolfini, Paul Hogan. John Herman, uh, John Hogan don't have any. Pee Wee Herman, 3. Tommy Chong, 3. Ed O'Neill, 3. Hugh Grant, 3. Bruce Lee, 3. Jerry uh, Lewis, two. Pair for Ben Stiller, J.J. Walker, Robin Williams, Raymond Burr, Don Adams, David Hasselhoff, Barbara Eden, Carol O'Connor. Each have a pair. Well, we got a million names on here. Also, two for Burt Ward, David Cassidy, Fred Gwynn. One for The Rock. Yeah. Tony Perkins, Pat Morita, Al Lewis, Leslie Nielsen, Vin Diesel, Van Diesel, uh, Elizabeth Montgomery, Lon Chaney Jr., Dennis Franz, Melissa Joan Hart, and J uh, James Ernest, and Irene Ryan. One apiece. And no votes. Look at all the ones we have had no votes. Out of 539. None for Andy Griffith. He just went on. Harvey Cartel, Paulie Shore. You can put Harvey Firestein on there. All right. Marilyn Monroe, Monroe Elvis, Molly Ringwald, Cheech Marin. Cheech Marin don't have any votes. Huh. Ralph Macchio, Kenneth Masmacho. Ralph Macchio or Cheech Marin. Macaulay Culkin, Jim Varney, Jack Klugman, Troy, uh, Todd Bridges, and Mike Myers have got the uh, How could oh. Mike Myers have no votes, huh? What is that? I tell you, he's done a million things. Get out of here. When you shop for quality footwear, you can go to a lot of different places, but you want to get a perfect fit every time. You want to get an unbeatable price. You want to get great personal service and a selection of top-quality names like you'll get no place else in men's and women's shoes. Then head for Brandy Shoes in Pompano Beach. They've been doing it right there for years, for a long, long time. All the shoes you love, like Rockport's, Floorsheim, SAS, Sperry, Timberland, Naturalizer, and all the other top names in the shoe business. And with Brandy's humongous selection, you could bet Greg Reed's life on it that whatever you got, whatever you like there, they got your uh, size in stock on a shelf ready to slap on your feet. Brandy's is open every day, seven days a week. Monday through Saturday, it's 9 to 9, and every Sunday, 10 to 5. Brandy's is located at 1290 North Federal Highway in Pompano Beach, and no matter where you live, it's always worth the trip. Like, for example, this week, a great time to buy New Balance shoes, which everybody and their brother loves New Balance. They're sensational. I wear them. This week at Brandy's, save up to 20 bucks a pair on New Balance. So be sure to get into the store this week or visit them and do your shopping on the web at brandyshoes.com. 
You're listening to Neil Rogers exclusively on 560. Blanking. I don't know. Oh, yeah. What do you know? What do you say? I was jerking me around here. There's got no money coming in. I was trying to run this if you could oh, have. No. Oh, no. You ain't get nothing out of it. Why, if I was in my car, I'd be rolling my window up right now. Come on, but meantime, they ain't got a show. Ain't got no job. Not so fast, Pally. Blow it out your ass. Not a shekel. Are you getting out of me? Too. Curtis Stevenson fills in for the uh, Mad Dog today, too. And that uh, we got, well, let's, I don't even want to go into it. You know what I mean? What do you mean? Uh, we got, like, the whole lineup is all balled up, and uh, so it makes it even more aggravating. But anyway, Curtis does a fine job. He'll be on for the Mad Dog. And then we got Mo at four, who does a, a Mo job. Mo fine. Rhymes with. Authorities said yesterday they're investigating leaks about the child molestation case against Michael Jackson that appeared in news reports. Santa Barbara County Sheriff's officials said information about the case has been released in defiance of a judge's gag order imposed on both sides. We consider the release of these materials to be a violation of the law, according to a statement posted on the department's website. Some media commentators have alleged that we are responsible for these leaks. We are not. These accusations are irresponsible, unfounded, and untrue. Uh, Sheriff Sergeant Chris Pappas declined to elaborate, citing the gag order. The online statement was in part a response to the recent ABC News report that quoted from the transcripts of grand jury testimony given in the molestation case. In that testimony, Jackson's accuser described the pop singer's alleged crimes in graphic detail, including an incident in which Jackson allegedly molested him on a bed. ABC has not revealed how it received more than 1,900 pages of grand jury testimony. Grand jury transcripts normally are made public in California 10 days after a defendant receives them, but the judge in the Jackson case has kept the transcript sealed along with most other documents, yada, yada, yada. So ABC has got their nose in it, man. They're on top of it. Not good? That's great. Michael Jackson, by the way, uses ivory, uh, ivory spring. You know damn well he ain't using body wash. He likes uh, using soap. He likes to keep dropping it. You know, he has an excuse. Speaking of that, wait till you hear this story. Uh, State Senator John Ford, this is in Memphis. Good old Tennesseans. This one's a Democrat. We've got plenty of, uh, plenty of losers in the Democratic Party, believe me. Most of them, as a matter of fact. 
State Senator John Ford testified in a juvenile court hearing that he keeps two homes living with two different women whose children he fathered. I thought it was going to say Sherlock and John Holmes, but that would have been bad. Ford's testimony was part of his defense on the child support case. The Memphis Democrat heads a Senate committee that guides the state's child welfare policies, and for the past year he's tried to make use of a law that he authored that keeps court-ordered support lower when a father's financially responsible for other children. You following the bouncing balls here? In a juvenile court hearing last year that is set for a follow-up hearing today, Ford said he lived some days with ex-wife Tamara Mitchell Ford and the three children they had together. On other days, he stays with his longtime girlfriend, Connie Matthews, and their two children. Well, you can kind of relate to that, right? Ford and Mitchell Ford went through a bitter divorce in 2002 that led to Mitchell Ford's jailing after she plowed her car through Matthews' Collierville home. Ford said he pays nearly all bills for both families. They stay in houses he owns and where he also lives, though neither home is uh, in his South Memphis Senate district. You have two homes, referee Felicia Hogan asked during the tape recorded hearing from November. Well, that's unusual. Not necessarily Ford shot back. I know people who got five. Hogan responded, for child support purposes, that's unusual. Let me put it that way then. Ford is battling a suit by a third woman, Dana Smith, who's trying to increase his court-ordered support of a 10-year-old girl he fathered. Smith, a former employee under Ford when he was General Sessions clerk, won a 96 sexual harassment verdict against him. Oh, this is incredible. Don't you just love these people that are making like babies all over the place? Tennessee, no less, huh? Where everybody's related. Now, they're a bunch of hypocrites, a bunch of Bible-thumping, uh, Bible-toting bullcrap artists, man. Oh, yeah, we're fetus lovers. We're, uh, we don't like them faggots. Yay. Yeah. The whole uh, agenda. And in the meantime, coming to find out they're fathering kids by everybody and their brother. They're doing everything that moves. Dogs, cats, armadillos, trees, fire hydrants, you name it. Nixon-era panelists envisioned terrorist attacks. You see this story? No. Nearly three decades before the 9-11 attacks, a high-level government panel developed plans to protect the nation against terrorist attacks, ranging from radiological dirty bombs to airline missile attacks, according to declassified documents obtained by the AP. Unless governments take basic precautions, we will continue to stand at the edge of an awful abyss. Robert Kupperman, chief scientist for the Arms Control and Disarmament Agency, wrote in a 1977 report that summarized nearly five years of work by the Cabinet Committee to Combat Terrorism. The group was formed in September 72 by Nixon after Palestinian commandos slaughtered 11 Israeli athletes at the Munich Olympic Games. The committee involved people as diverse as Henry Kissinger to a young Rudolph Giuliani, the one secret document show. It is vital that we take every possible action ourselves and in concert with other nations designed to assure against acts of terrorism, Nixon wrote, asking his Secretary of State William Rogers to oversee the task force. The committee, the full committee, met only once in October 72 to organize, but its experts did get together twice a month over nearly five years to identify threats and debate solutions the memo show. And it goes on and on. It's on our website. But uh, we sure did a hell of a time in the 30 years. About 30, man. In between, didn't we? Hell of a job. Not. So I guess at the end of the show, we're going to have a big announcement from Josh. He's going to give us his decision. Maddie Bell or Miguel Escobar? Macho. Which one has the Tony? I think he's playing. He's going to pick Maddie to be on the safe side. You're listening to Neil Rogers exclusively on 560. Hold it. Rocks, rocks, rocks. You will find what you are looking for at Rock Mart. Grab a fistful of savings on the Palestinian area's favorite projectile. Protest in style with an assortment of fine igneous and conglomerate rocks. Many sizes available. Pelt with pride with our handsome selection of metamorphic rock and new imported granite chunk. Toss in fashion with a fabulous selection of limestone and shale in the latest new fall colors. Plus, browse our last-minute summer clearance specials on sticks and bottles while supplies last. So, 
for rock-bottom prices on the Palestinian area's favorite projectile. Fling in today to the Rock Mart for a fistful of savings. There's one just a stone's throw away from you. Oi! 144-1602, here's a fact that says, from Neil and Coral Springs, Tony Danza is a good one. Always plays someone named Tony, mm. or Uncle Tony. Yeah, real Guido. A real drooling, uh, oily uh, Guido. That's Tony Danza. Can't stand him. Got it? Got it. Then Neil goes on to say, I agree with Josh. Th th this, to me, is so hysterical I could, like, pee in my pants. I agree with Josh. No real man thinks in terms of another man being attractive or good-looking, and real men shave their balls. Well, there you go, Josh. <laughs> if anything sounds gay, it's guys that shave their balls. You shave your balls, Josh? No. <laughs> no. Well, then you must be gay. Yeah, because he says real men shave their balls. Yeah, he has people that do that for him. I see. Like uh, Maddie Bell? Maddie Ball? A bell? <laughs> yeah. Jim and Pembroke Pine says, in my opinion, Alan Alda is Hockey Pierce and McLean Stevenson is Henry Blake. It's hard to see them and not think of those characters, even though I realize McLean is dead. I would say uh, McLean Stevenson, yes, and Alan Alda, I don't know. He's been in too many other things. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah, all the time. But McLean Stevenson, which is why uh, they tried him on 85 different TV shows and they all flopped. So it was either because he was uh, a stereotype or because he just sucked, you think? Uh, I think he sucked. Yeah, but you can put him on there. There are plenty of people on it. Now, here's one that just, this just, uh, I mean, give me a break. An idea for a poll. Who was the, what was the single worst news event in the last 30 years or GW being elected? I think maybe they mean as opposed to his being elected. I don't get it. Yeah, I think so. And then it says, my vote was the shooting of John Lennon. In other words, the shooting of John Lennon was a bigger, the, the worst news event than 9-11. I mean, is there any dispute about that? The last, the worst news event in the last 30 years, other than Bush being elected twice or stealing it twice? Huh? We're talking 75 to now is 30 years. Right. About 30, man. Right. So what, what could possibly be worse? Well, maybe no musicians were killed in 9-11. Kurt Cobain? Maybe maybe that would be on. Works his brains out? Huh? Mm-hmm. Could be. Tupac? There you go. Not a good pull, John. Nice try, though. Thanks for the effort, but it's uh, pretty weak. Really weak. 5670560, pound 560 on the Verizon and Singular Wireless lines. Yeah, no uh, straight guy could ever, ever imagine. You know what the whole thing to me is? It's intimidation. I think that most straight guys are either like average or less than average or really gross looking. They're intimidated by a good looking guy, you know, like in a bar or like in any kind of a social setting or at a ball game. And, and some really, really handsome guy walks in there. It's like intimidating because then it, it really magnifies how like mediocre looking they are, you know. All right. Now, I'm serious. It's like an intimidation factor. It's uh, so American, though. The whole, the whole concept is so American. Embarrassing is the word. Oh, sorry, Josh. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the Verizon singular wireless lines. WQAM, hello. Neil. Yes, sir. How are you? Great. You're over polled, and it's it's an it's an easy poll. It's Roger Moore, double oh seven. Everyone's talking about TV characters. Yeah. A, a typecast is someone in the movies. Anyone yeah. could be how about, stereotyped. How about, how, about, how about Sean Connery? No, he did a, a billion different movies. No comparison. But when, so Roger Moore did a lot of other stuff too. He also did a billion movies. Yeah, but look how he did in those movies. <laughs> There's no comparison. Come on. Yeah. I, I see the same genre, man. You see the same genre. You uh, see. Not, we're going to put Roger Moore. If we're going to put Roger Moore, we're going to put Sean Connery. All right. Okay, is it a deal? No. Okay, well, too bad. So it's your choice. Either put them both on there or neither one. Wouldn't you agree that if you put one, you got to put the other? Right, but no. I mean, they've both done a zillion different uh, things, sure. but Sean Connery is James Bond. In fact, to me, so Sean Connery is right. more James Bond than Roger Moore. Easily. I mean, Roger Moore, I mean, no uh, the more I see him, the less I want to see him. Right. He's like uh, too British. 
He was the cheap. There was a whole dispute with two companies making uh, James Bond movies at the same time. I'll tell you another good one. All right. Even, even though you might not agree, because he's played different roles, but he always comes out playing himself. Kevin Costner. Right. Just, well, yeah, he's he, No, no, listen, listen. He always plays a real boring... I, mean, I know he's been in movies with different topics, you know, like The Untouchables and then, like, uh, uh, Dances with uh, Wolf Blitzer, yeah. but... He, he always plays himself. He has no range. He, he Right. He's like always the same dull, monotone, boring, uh, just playing himself. Kevin Costner. I think it's a great choice if you ask me. Who asked you? I did. Oh. Hey, listen, when I, I always like my answers. WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil. How you doing? Pretty good. I got a name for your poll. Yes. Slippery when wet. <laughs> WQAM, hello. Hey, I'm trying to call Neil. You're talking to him. Neil. Yes, sir, um, it was easy, wasn't um, it? Lucy Ball. Lucille Ball. Lucy Ball. Don't say Lucy Balls, man. <laughs> Joyce will have a fit. Thanks a lot, Pally. Good All one. Right. Lucille Ball. Huh? She was in movies, right? right? That big trailer, but that was like her. Lucy. Lucy. Not cool she was in regular right? movies before the uh, the series, though. Right. Right. But, I mean, once she was on I Love Lucy, I mean, that was Lucy's Balls, man. She That was it. That was her. That's a good one. Now, see, somebody might say, like, if we're going to take the TV, people like Jackie Gleason... But he was in a lot of movies. What was that movie? He was in The Hustler with the Paul right, Newman? Where he was great. He was a great, great actor, Jackie uh, Gleason. Totally not like Ralph Cramden. Right. Five, six, seven, like Art Carney. You could say the same with him, but oh, he was in all those uh, movies. movies. Oh, yeah, he yeah. was in his Zinni movie and a good actor, too. Right. Art Carney's dead, damn it. We're not too happy about it. We're pretty PO'd. If he were here today, he'd use body wash, and he was a real guy. Guaranteed. WQAM, hello. Neil. Yes, sir. Can I add something to your bowl? Please. Uh, how about... Uh, uh, David Duchovny for the poll. Okay, I can't stand him. <laughs> well, I, I, only, I only added that because that's my favorite TV show. My, uh, well, I'm, the TV show may be okay, but he keeps me away from watching it. I'll tell you, I don't like him. He leaves Thanks, me Thanks. David Duchovny, okay, which uh, until somebody told me, I, I remember I mispronounced that name. Mm -hmm. Yeah, can't do that again. Oh, so no, I would never do that again. Once I get it right the first time, I'll get it right forever and ever because he's a very important guy. David Duchovny, man, just like uh, the guy with the uh, orange hair. What else is his name? Paul Harvey Jr.? No, the guy with the orange <laughs> The actor with the orange hair. Boog? No, yeah, Boog Shabby, that's right. Hey, by the way, in case you missed it, we're losing the books. They were very, uh, you know, David wish Caruso. him the best. We met David Caruso, that's right. Uh, we wish him the best. Not David Caruso, but the booster. He's going over to 790. He's going to be getting a good break because he's going to be doing some uh, baseball on ESPN, regional and maybe national, whatever else, the backup games. And if the uh, main game gets, uh, he'll be on. Good break for you. Nice going, Boog. You know, he turned out a Marlin job, which uh, was a good deal, but I think being on ESPN. And then, of course, he's going to be doing his rumored 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. How can we compete with a booster, huh? How can we do that? And if they actually team him up with Chris Moron, then we're in big trouble. You're listening to or maybe.
I dare say Donald Trump would have no prayer in hell to score. Got rid of Milo and Ivano. He threw them out of Trump Tower. Watch this guy smoking marijuana. Or getting high on his power. To all the wives he's had before. There's no question that he'll have more. Melania's number three, but I can't wait to see who Trump will pick as number four. To all the wives he's had before, who packed their jewels and hit the door. He's I tell you, it may not be the best, but the one good part about it, it's still long. Yeah, it is. It just goes on and on, and to which we say, oh! yeah, good bit. Anyway, here's the deal. What do we got? We got, to uh, give you the top contenders. Who is or was the most type, uh, typecast actor, actress ever? Bella Lugosi, 76. He's been leading from the get-go, and they can't catch Bella. John Wayne, 42. Charles Bronson, 42. Boris Karloff, 38. Leonard Nimoy, 37. Arnold's got 24, and Adam West, 24. And Bob Denver, 23, and I've ne I never saw him again be too soon. Is he dead? No, he's not dead. Bob Denver's not dead? He's Damn. not. Okay, now, well, let's get to the meat of the matter here. We made a decision, Josh. Have we uh, made a choice? Paper, paper or plastic? Sure, let's, let's go with Miguel. <laughs> you notice it was a tough choice yes. between Miguel and Maddie Bell. There's a certain similarity to those names there. Miguel sounds like right. Maddie Bell, who looks like hell. He's a wrinkled-up old prune who's about two feet tall. There you go. Let's hear it for Josh, okay? Oh. He's making some progress. He's taking one teeny tiny step for mankind. Oh. Next week, he's going to be telling us he actually went out and bought some body wash. Oh. Nothing. You don't have to use it. Just yeah, buy it. Don't go crazy. In fact, listen, I know you can't afford to buy on the TV set yet. Yeah. You haven't got your bonus yet? <laughs> That's what I'm, In fact, you can, you can kill two turds with one stone. When you go to Walgreens or yeah. CVS or whatever, right. we don't have anything against CVS yet, no. uh, pick up right. some body wash for him and some for uh, yourself. Sure, I'll get him some body wash and a razor. Oh, to shave his balls? What else? Yeah, make him, we'll make him into a real man before we're done. Oh. I'll tell you that. Or he could have, like, Matty Bell shave his balls. It would be cute. We could, we could put that on our website. He'd have to stand on the stool. He'd have to stand on what? <laughs> oh, wow. A tool. I'll tell you one thing. It's a good thing we're getting out of here right now. We got Curtis Stevenson who does a fine job filling in for the Mad Dog because the Mad Dog's overworked and they're pretty pissed off. He's on two to four hours, Jim Mandage. I mean, uh, Curtis Stevenson. Then we got Mo Howard David at four to seven. Oh, do, 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 and Geldy back to back, no! seven to ten at night, in spite of a popular demand. Bye, bye, bye. 